Hey, hello. Thank you, Jay. Uh, I'm Adam. You know me as the Nice Abide. Just the two of us. Oh, that'd be really good. Something we we can own. Not likely. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, John? John is in the shadow realm. How's that? Is that better? I think I did the thing. All right. So uh, I was just saying that Obi's going to join us in a little bit, uh, but right now he is he is uh, occupado, as it were. Um, but yeah, uh, as to what I am what I am drinking, I'm having a lovely crock stout with. Uh, some lovely horseradish flavor vodka. Oh yeah, you're, you're still on that kick. Yeah, it's a good time. Right on. I'm having a uh, a beer that I pillaged out of my fridge, the Obi Pot. I think probably for the show tonight, called Aloha, Mister Hand. Uh, it is a German style pilsner from Pono Brewing. Hmm, that sounds lovely. Give it a shot. Well, cheers. Cheers. Bottoms up. Delicious. Yeah, this is pretty solid. It's a it's a Hawaiian themed brewery, but it's absolutely from Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny. All right, John. Well, uh, let's kick it off with the news. All righty, let's do that thing. All right. So uh, this month, you can test the lovely radiation leak mission that I wrote. It is asymmetric. Uh, I'm sure that will ha- make people have strong opinions and such, but. Should be a good time. And we might run it at Rose City Raid. So you definitely yeah. should try it. And let me know if it sucks. Uh, so it's on you. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it looks fun. I did have one thought for it, which yeah. was it could use a, a master breacher type person. Sure. It's an engineer. Sure. Yeah. Just get a free engineer out of the deal. Yeah. Maybe yeah. at least for the defenders. I feel like it's easier to blow it up than it is to, to, to repair it. That's fair. Yeah. We'll play test it and see. Maybe, maybe yeah. it'll be okay. Um, but yeah, good good point. Uh, so the question came up uh, regarding the painting contest. Uh, it's end of the first quarter, so end of March. Uh, so if you mm-hmm. send it in, you know, April first, it'll be fine because I'll be at the uh, Pano tournament that Jeff is running, and I won't be clicking buttons in the thing. So if you sneeze, send it in, I probably won't notice. It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, right. so just a reminder: we're looking for veteran classification, not veteran skill. There's been some confusion about that. So yep, that's the thing. Um, what other stuff is going on? Uh, there's some good news from the the shit show regarding RC RC Go. Yeah, so uh, the shit show raised five thousand dollars for RCGO, which is our nonprofit that goes towards uh, bringing games to underserved communities in the Portland area. So, woo, we did it. Um, but no, actually, uh, Jeff did it. So I want to give a huge thanks, of course, to Shiv Games and everyone that helped, um, everyone that donated and everyone that helped us raise those funds. That's a big chunk. Yep. So thanks to Nina for running around and making people pay for things and Jeff for matching. So definitely awesome. Um, Yeah. So that was some great news. Some slightly sad news is that tag rate is delayed again. That's some news from Corvus Belly. But if you're looking for something to spend your doll hairs on, you can buy the uh, gargoyle for yeah so this is the this is the first peek that anyone's getting out there on the internets 
of the painted Eden Gargoyle, uh, painted, of course, by Frank. And it's it's pretty beefy. Um, the the model I've seen pictures of the model. It's quite it's quite large. Uh, and yeah, Frank did a great job. It's got those big turbo fans on the back that you can position so you can try to make this. You can sculpt this thing hovering, mm-hmm. flying. It has a handful of different weapons. The the those green flaps on the chest on the left and right side of the chest can open up, and there's rocket packs underneath mm-hmm. that are all sculpted in there. So pretty cool new model coming out tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, there we go. There's all the sprues and whatnot. Yeah, you can see the expo- the rocket packs in the middle there. Yeah. And yeah, that goes on sale tomorrow at uh, at Dreampod Nine's website. I think it's forty three Freedom Bucks. Yep, something like that. Which is uh, you know, it is a fair chunk of resin. So. Yeah, I think that's a fifty millimeter. Well, it might be forty. I'm not sure, but either way, that's the base there. It's yep. big. It is chunky. It's a good unit too. Uh, I think it's I actually gross. used it against you, right? Because it has the field gun. I think, right? You did. It was very good. Yeah, I. Ace something in the face, felt good. But yeah, that's that's about it for the news. Not pretty light on the news this uh, this week. Yeah, which means it's not, time. not a whole lot. It's the middle of the month, so you, you yeah. know, there's less news on these days. Maybe we should start doing only first of the month news. I don't know. Yeah, let us know what you think. Mailbag at lightnightwargames.com or hit us up on the Discord. Um, yeah. So let's talk about our toys. Yeah. It's happy time. So Obi's not here, uh, but yet yeah, anyway. But he's working on the Colossus Morlock, and he has shaved it smooth. So, yeah, he's he's making a uh, a male cheer er, cheer killer. Yep. So he's using Colossus effectively at this point as an armature. Yeah. Just just shaved right down. This is what Obi does. What What's funny is that like like this is his time saving technique, but you might as well just sculpt the damn thing, right? I know, right. But like, I mean, it's hard to to make a, you know, to 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 make sure. that build out the proportions. Yeah. Um, and this is what he did back when he played 40k with uh, plastic. Yeah, plastic adeptus serratus. Yeah, he would file them down. Yeah. To basically an armature, but the faces for the dark elder were all good. Mm-hmm. So we keep the face intact, and maybe sometimes a bit of the hair, like a oh, sure. bit of the hair, not all the hair. Yeah. Um. File the whole thing down to an arbiter and then use that to sculpt Sisters of Battle armor onto. So I'm not surprised that he's doing it here. Yep. So we are noticing a few hiccups in Skype on Adam's connection side. Um, I'm looking into possible solutions for that. So moving away from Skype in the future. So sorry about that. Uh, he'll cut out occasionally and he was robot Adam last episode. So something like that. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I'm working on my uh, brawlers and there's a sneaky. Uh, uh, authorized bounty hunter in the back, which is made from the Bashi SMG and uh, random female fusilier I had lying around. Um, yeah, they're coming is, along. Are these the parts you had left over for making a Bashi with combi rifle? Yes, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I think I made this exact same model. Yeah, as it's, well. yeah, it's it's pretty pretty uh, easy and actually quite nice. Um, so I, I'm about halfway through base coating. Uh, I haven't really hit highlighting yet and uh, washing, so. A, a long way to go, but I'm I'm really liking the red guns. Uh, red furniture is actually pretty distinctive on here, and it gives you a nice little bit of contrast with the uh, ABH. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it's nice. I didn't think I would like it. I th- at first, it was a little cartoony for me, but as I'm sort of like working in washes and 
and darkening up some of the fabric. It, it's kind of it's growing on me. And then there's a lot more work to be done on the base and stuff, but uh, it's it's coming along. It's definitely definitely tabletop playable at this point. Yeah, it looks great. I love markings. What about you? Yeah, so I've been uh, building some Bayornings. So this is for the Middle Earth strategy game, but I'm using the North Star Barbarian miniatures. Um, and it's it's a nice, uh, inexpensive, and fun-looking army. So the GW makes, or Forge World makes, a three-pack of Bayornings, and you need, like, 18 or 20 for an army. Um, and I didn't want, you know, six or seven of the same pose repeated. So... Uh, I got those plastics. The plastics are pretty inexpensive, so I was actually able to buy two packs, even though I only needed one because I was 20 in a pack. But I wanted to be able to mix up. They have both male and female sculpts. So these are the male sculpts here. It comes with enough axes and bows that you can make, you know, one in three of them can have bows in Middle Earth, so that worked perfectly. Mm. Um, and then the female sculpts also look fantastic. The cool thing is Bjornings are supposed to be a little bit bigger than regular people. You know, like they're all six-foot-ish. Oh, I see. So um, they're just like chonky because of genetics. Yeah, exactly. And so these sculpts are closer to 28 millimeter in scale. They're a little bit taller than the Forge World or than the Forge World, than the uh, GW Middle Earth humans. So scale wise, it fits pretty spot on. Yeah, really happy with how they look overall. That's nice because there's a lot of natural materials. Um, yeah, yeah. Not to mention it's yeah, thirty six dollars for three from Forge World. No gracias. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, each pack, each full box of these was like 30 bucks. So I've got 20 left over that I'll wow. give to someone at some point in time. That's not bad. Yep. And then I've been working on my pack. So this is the two HPCs in the back, the MHT was at 68 in the front and mm -hmm. then a pair of 67s, uh, flanking it. And then also a pair of HC threes. Those are so six, 68s. Those are 68s. Those are 68s. Yep. Um, right, no. so yeah, I've got all of the, basically all of the vehicles now built for my pack so I can start running that, which means I now have all four of the main Terranova factions. Very cool. I, I still don't like the HPCs. You don't like the HPCs? I really like them. After getting it in my hand yeah. and building it, I really like it. I mean, they, they, they look like an, like an armored personnel carrier, right? Like that yep. is what they are. So sure. But. You're sorry. It is. It is the sixty-seven. My bad. Um, anyway, um, but like they're just so big on the table and really easy to shoot. <laughs> it's yeah, the yeah, absolutely. The I think I think their main goal is to provide the airdrop deployment for whatever growl you fill it with. But then, but you have Anakite now, which is just better. Well, I I don't as as a nuclear. Oh, I suppose that's true. That's fair. That's fair. So, all right. I see you replaced the uh, laser cannon on the uh, hover car with a brass rod. Yeah, it comes with a, just a you know a little thin. It's like a ball socket sort of thing. Was yeah, that really? Uh, I, I didn't. It was. It's fine on mine. Were you just worried about it? Um, I was just worried about it, and it wasn't it wasn't as perfectly round as I like, and I kept filing it, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to replace it with a brass rod because that's mm -hmm. what I do. Yeah, that is what you do. Um, that's true. But no, I really liked how like I was able to get that kind of more dynamic pose on the HPC on the right. Sure. Like angling the jets on one side to be aiming downward to boost that side upward, and then changing the angle of the um, of the central fin slash jet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're cool little kits. Very cool. I think that's it for hobby, though. 
Well, there we go. That was fast. Mm-hmm. We're just checking along today. Right? That brings us to our games. 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 Well, aside aside from the tournament, uh, Obi and I got some board gaming in. Uh, he actually met somebody in Portland, a friend of his, to play some Dead of Winter. Um, but then after the tournament on Monday, as uh, people were sort of just like filtering out um, from Salem and heading up north towards Portland to get to the airport, uh, we met all met up at Glimpses. And uh, basically the... Um, the Dice Abide Live crew sat around and uh, played some Root uh, with, with the uh, significant others and everything. It was a good time. Uh, so Tim and Clint and, and uh, their SOs were there, as, as were uh, John and Shelly. So that was fun. Um, and uh, I... Just, hmm? just realized I should have totally sent you that picture of the seven of them playing Root. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's fine. <laughs> what are you going to do? But yeah, uh, no, it was a good time. It, it We ended up playing seven-player Root, which is a lot. Uh, I... I started the game for Obi because he had some other things to do. Uh, so when he showed up, I just sort of like threw him into the hot seat as the otters. And I was like, you're the otters now. And then he, you know, being Obi was, was uh, talking like a old timey um, auctioneer. Well, there you go. <laughs> and being like, buy my wares. Check out, <laughs> check out this bunny card. Well, the otters, their, their stick is that they move up and down the, uh, they can be mercenaries, right? And they can move up and down or they can sell access to the river. Right. So they, they spawn on the river and they have access to uh, like you you can buy cards from them by giving them meeples. You can also buy access to the river. They basically give you access to their boats or whatever. Sure. Uh, And then you can also treat the actual otter meeples as yours by buying the mercenaries option. And then the otter player can, can set the, the cost of all those options, which is convenient. And that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, uh, the well, with uh, seven people that's that's actually really interesting right because like the, all seven of those people have, have basically have different wing conditions yes we did we did have two vagabonds so so that was an identical wind condition okay right? um so at least so, same mechanics for the wind condition uh, we yeah. had a uh, arbiter and a ronin so it was a very stabby situation uh tim tim was playing the keepers and iron which is basically like gray knights wandering the forest and all of his poor badgers. badgers. Yeah, all his poor badgers got ganked by uh, the arbiter played by John. Oh no! Yeah, so <laughs> the arbiter ended up having like three swords and just like wandering around killing badgers. Tim was like, "Why do you do this? We are now enemies." Narrows eyes, <laughs> right? So right. very, very, very Tim. But yeah, it was a good time. Right on, and then uh, yeah, I think that's it because I didn't get any. I haven't really gotten any games in. Well, you did. You didn't play any additional games after five straight games of Infinity. No, I did not. I, I did not. Fair enough. All right. Well, Stop before it. we get to our uh, Mythic Games sponsorship, what uh, what have you been watching or reading? Anything good? Yeah. So I got turned on to the Bridgewater Audio Play. I guess is the way to put it. It's a it's a podcast, right? So it's available okay. on all the your podcast platforms, similar to us, right? So if you want to listen to late in war games, you do that on all the podcast platforms. You do the same thing with Bridgewater. Uh, it's done by the people that do um, lore. So Aaron Mankey, um, he hired a bunch of really awesome people. So Misha Collins, uh, Melissa Ponzio, and Karen Sony are are three of the main stars. It's written by Lauren Shippen. It's fun. It's a it's a sort of supernaturally situation, huh. uh, some sort of mystery, vague time travel vibes. It's 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 good 
it's good car fodder, right? If you want to listen to something fun and entertaining with uh, good voice acting and good production quality. Uh, sure. I, I usually listen to all of my podcasts at 2.5x, if not 3x, depending on, okay. on the podcast. This one I, I listen to at 1x speed because it's it's that good. Um, it's, it's definitely worth a listen if you're looking for a, a, a bingeable thing for your ride to work. You um, said it's more like an audio drama? Yeah, it's definitely an audio drama. It's, it's, it's not a, it, there's not somebody like narrating. It's definitely audio drama with, with Foley and everything. So, so that's oh, fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you are looking for some old school action movie stuff, you can check out the Space Ice channel. I don't know why it's Space Ice, but it's Space, Space <laughs> Ice channel on YouTube. Uh, and it's basically this guy who reviews either really bad or so bad they're good action movies. Um, and basically the movies that you probably will never ever watch, but you want to know what they're about because Steven Seagal's in it and you want to see what silly shenanigans he's up to. Uh, and actually how, what the percentage of the movie actually spends standing up as opposed to sitting down, um, is, uh, yeah. So like that's, that's, that's a metric that they use in, in, in this thing, but he basically recaps the whole, the whole movie in like 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, and it's actually really funny because he has a great sense of humor. And if you enjoy, that kind of movie, you will enjoy this channel. Interesting. I'm gonna check this out because I do enjoy those kinds of movies. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. That looks like absolute nonsense. All right. Well, uh, it is that time every week. Mythic Games provides one of our lucky listeners with ten dollars in credit to moe-games.com. All you have to do for your chance to win is say the magic word that we're gonna come up with right now, because Obi's not here yet. To uh, to say um let's uh let's say shit show all one word there you go in honor of the the, the topic of the episode exactly type it into type the chat shit show uh, uncensored <laughs> yeah right there we go they're coming in now yeah it was a uh it was a heck of a tournament it was a long weekend it was super fun it was a lot of fun. It was poop program. <laughs> nice. The poop program. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty great. No, it was it was it was a grand old time. I would definitely go back next year. Yeah, I plan on it. Yep. I don't know where he's in it. He's gotta get bigger. Yeah, clearly. He's got space. He can put more tables in there. Right. I think he's uh, working on getting more room, more space for more tables somehow in there. There you go. Just uh take over take over the uh gr- the barbecue grill store next door. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to hit the button. Button hitting. Here we go. One, two, three, go. Congratulations to Tanaka Skyler. Hooray. All right. Well, now let's uh, let's talk about the the, the main thing. Wait, I've got a button for that. It's time for our main feature. All right. So tonight we are talking about our experience uh, surviving the shit show. So, those who don't know, the shit show was a tournament that happened in Kaiser, Oregon, which is just outside of uh, Salem, Oregon, and it was run by. There we go, uh, the Salem shit show run by Shiv Games, which is this one right here, uh, who is owned by the lovely Jeff. Um, and it was, I mean, it, it was kind of crazy. Like I, I feel like the Rose City Raid is hard mode, but this is also a different kind of hard mode. Um, it's silly mode is what it is. It is absolutely silly mode. So 
You have a randomly generated army list. Yep. You tell your... You have, yeah, sorry, you have two randomly generated army lists. Yes, that's right. Um, you tell Jeff what army you want to play, and Jeff will generate two random lists for you. I think pretty much just using the random list generator. With, with um, uh, Phil Swick turned on and no other options, as far as I could tell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The, the, the maximized Swick. Uh, and the 15 model cap, I believe. Um, Pro- probably, probably. Yeah. And so, so a uh, bit, a bit of a bit of background on how that works, just in case you don't know. So I've played with it a little bit. Uh, the author, of course, can write in and correct, but as far as I can tell, this is how the random list generator works. Let's actually take a look at it, because um, I, I find it interesting, and we are we are set up to talk about such things. Yes, we can do all the things. We have the technology. We do have the technology. Here we go. So here's the infinity randomness generator. Um, basically, the idea is you know you can save a particular configuration. You can choose what what mode you want. Um, choose a sectorial, right? So clearly, find the, the right one for Jeff, which will be U.S. Ariadna. U.S. Yep. U.S. Ariadna. There we go. Wonderful. Yep, go. Okay. So you can choose the number of specialists you want. So let's say three seems pretty average, uh, and then you can say Phil Swick and then hit generate. <laughs> Um, and so it just like makes up a thing, right? So it just, it just found, it just found 14, 14 models, right? I didn't tell it how many models you want. You can actually set a minimum, right? So you can say a minimum of 12, for example. So this one will give you 16 because USR Yadna is silly. Um, so this is a minimum, not a maximum, right? Right, right. So the, basically what it does is you, you tell it, you know, the army points, summer specialist, and then it just finds a lieutenant that is roughly in the price bracket that it would need to be. So if you told it, I want 10 does models. Does it even do that? Or does it just do a random lieutenant, fully random? Sometimes it's fully, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but definitely everything okay. after this is in a particular bracket, right? So yeah. uh, after it picks a lieutenant, it says, well, all the remaining points, how many models do I have to have? So for example, if it shows a 30 point lieutenant and you ask it for 10 models, it'll try to find stuff that's average 10 points. Uh, yeah. And then it'll just fill in stuff as it gets closer, right? So uh, this ends, it's a heuristic thing. So you end up with situations where you might have like 297 points and a war core in there already. And then you're just set, right? Yeah. So that happened to me, for example, it was like, well, I could just swap this war core out for a second Morlock and that would have been way better. But um, yeah, you know, it's just, this is what it is. So that's, that's generally how the, the, the thing works. It happens. Um, yeah. You know, so it works pretty good. It works I would fine. Say the lists are, are, are very, are very random enough. Yeah. Um, you do get some weird lists though, where it's like, it is trying to fill out SWC and your, your yeah. points are restricted. And then it's like, here's five Fusilier hackers. Right. Because it's trying to fill out the, the SWC. Right. And that's, a, yeah. that's one way to do it. Um, so it definitely skews it. For example, one of my lists had three hackers in it uh, and no guns basically, except for a uh, moderator multi-sniper, which is the best gun ever. Right, I think it also really likes Foxtrot lieutenants. When you try to, when you tell it to fill out Swick, it's like, oh, he's a two SWC lieutenant. Here yeah, you go. right. Yeah, success. Yeah, apparently somebody got four HMG volunteers, which is also excellent. Yeah, uh, why would you complain? Yeah, why would you worry about that? Um, but so it it's it's a very it actually produces pretty reasonable lists. Uh, they're definitely playable, especially in this format where everybody's in the same boat. Um, the primary yep. issue that you face, like if I was going to do this for a quote unquote normal tournament where everybody else had a constructed list. Um, you would end up with a situation where you just like don't have the tools, right? So a great example is my first list. If I need to break a hard arrow, I really can't. 
Um, yeah. I'd have to do something like spend all of my orders, get, you know, a specter behind it and shoot it, which is doable, right? But it is, it is a lot. So I, that, I faced that problem in an early test game where there was just a, a five, like a full five, uh, five man linked bolt sniper. And I like, couldn't crack it with, even with a Kreeza. I had oh, a Kreeza sure. Mark 12 and I was just like, well, I guess I just got crit and I'm, I'm dead now. And that was my Lieutenant. So awesome. It, it does force you. I mean, John and I, I think are both pretty big proponents of using random lists because it forces you to play outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the game, especially turn two and three, you might not even have the tools that you wanted to take because they're dead. Right. Yep. And so like, it, it does a good job simulating mm-hmm. uh, what it's like being in that position where you don't have the tools that you want. How do you solve the problem with the tools that you have? Yeah. I mean, uh, Tim brings up an excellent point for using it in normal games. Like if you're having trouble building a list, just use it as a, a random seed, so to speak. You know, sure. Like throw some stuff at the wall, see what sticks, see what you don't like, delete that, put stuff you do need. Um, also, Clint, you know, suggests is doing a 200 point list and then filling out the remainder of the 100 points. There's all kinds of things you can do. Uh, it's a good bit of. Uh, well, that's a fun format, right? That I, I think I think there's all kinds of ideas you can do here, and you can like downgrade the lieutenant to a different lieutenant if you want, right? If you don't like the lieutenant option it chose or whatever, there's a couple of different format ideas we can explore. But in general, uh, I, if nothing else, it's a good source of inspiration. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am actually really excited to take some of the stuff that I learned in this weekend and, and apply it to real games, so to speak. Honestly, I've been kind of down on Shinobu uh, lately in general. Uh huh. Um, but then she, Deleted everything. And then I used her. Yeah. Then I used her five games in a row because she was in both the lists. And I, I mean, you know, like she's not a, a unit that's usually a hard sell for people, but you know, sometimes close combat's really swingy. Yeah. Right. But I mean, uh, if anybody's going to be, I mean, I complain all the time about the Yujang Beast Hunter because it's burst doom. And so is she, right? So. Yeah, exactly. And she's also climbing plus in negative six. Yep. But yeah, no. So go, go do random lists. It's, it's good. Um, we talked about our random list on the last episode, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll let Obi talk about his when he joins us. Yep. Um, a bit more about the a bit more about the event itself. Um, so it is held at the game store, which is effectively closed for the day. But I'm sure, yeah, there there's Jeff right in the middle. Um, Jeff was happy to sell uh, to people coming by. The, you know, I think there were some kill team players that came by and uh, saw this and picked up some Infinity starters. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny. Somebody came up to our table and was like, "How do I get into Aleph?" And I was like, "Adam, go." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, they picked up the uh, the three hundred point yeah Aleph uh, action pack. That's pretty. Rough. But um, yeah, so we we showed up. Uh, Obi and I showed up a day early to help set up tables. Um, and then uh, yeah, there was beer. It was beer affinity the first day, which was basically just everyone getting sloshed and setting up tables. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone actually played a game of Infinity, but I mean, if I wasn't at work, I would have come and played a game. <laughs> that's, um, that's sadly. <laughs> oh man, I think like half the liquor was drinking the first day. Yeah, I um, think you guys finished a couple of bottles of whiskey. Yeah, and uh, so got that all set up. Got to you know explore the area. We found a cute little Mexican restaurant down the street. Oh my god! Um, so so this is this is pretty indicative of of the whole thing. Right. It's like, yeah, don't yeah. drink the water, have a beer or a margarita instead. 
Yeah, and, Jeff, if, if you haven't been down to um, Los Dos Hermanos, yeah. like, do it for sure. Right. Like, so, like, this is this is the proprietress. She is yep. she is just a hoot. Yeah, she's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, she's got um, posters of herself all over the store. Yeah, she she yelled at, you know, didn't yell at, but uh, gave a scolding to Stephen for not finishing his rice and beans, and then he finished it all. <laughs> well, he actually scraped them under a napkin is what he did. What a turd. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, we, um, also, we also oh. had a, uh, a, a tournament dog. So that was pretty oh, yeah. rad. Just wandering Good around, hanging out. Yeah. Good time. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun getting there early, setting up, seeing all the people, getting a lot of the uh, the early socializing done um, before before the main, the main event, which started the next day. So Jeff... Set the the start time. I think pretty reasonable. It was like ten ish. Uh, I started at like ten forty five. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we were all not, sort of not like, early. Yeah, the, I think the whistle went off around like ten thirty, and there was a lot of talking. Um, yeah. So, um, there were two hour rounds, but there was two like I think it was two hours for lunch. Yeah. So yeah, two hour rounds with a two hour break. Um. And surprisingly, like we weren't there all day and night. Like we still ended at a reasonable time. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody there is is happy to play quickly. And also stuff dies really fast in a random tournament. So I think the, the games ran a little shorter than you might expect. Um, yeah. Oh, man, like, like all of my games finished way early. Yeah, like you can't really stand up to a concerted alpha strike if you have a bunch of like random combi rifles lying around, right? So it ends up it ends up going pretty quick. Um Honestly, it gave me big uh, Ragnarok vibes, right? So, oh pre, yeah, yeah, pre-COVID, yeah. Uh, Adam yeah. up in more different Adam up in Vancouver, BC, ran Ragnarok uh, with the crew up there, and they held it in an art gallery, and it was super chill. There were, I think, there were like two or three kegs there, and it was yeah. very relaxed, like super long rounds. We ended up finishing like around seven or eight every night. That's um, right. Big breaks between rounds where you could just sort of relax. There were, you know, we didn't call time or anything. Um, and it was just like a, like the, his, the way he said it was, I want to have a house party, uh, where we happen to play infinity. And that was more or less what we did, uh, at Shiv, which was pretty rad. Yeah. It worked out really well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think more about the venue. I think when you, when you go to, uh, to travel to tournaments, mm-hmm. it is definitely worth kind of exploring a little bit, maybe on Google maps, uh, the, the options in the area, um, you know, no fault of Jeff's, but uh, Kaiser is a bit of um, uh, not really a food desert, but there's not exactly uh, it's, it's not Portland, right? It's not a food oasis. Let's put it that way. There we go. There's a, that's a better way to put it. it I mean, is... Salem's not that far away, um, so you can definitely get some food <laughs> in Salem if you need. Uh, and then if you if you don't mind driving 45 minutes, uh, there's plenty of food in Portland, too, if you want to do that. Yeah, there was definitely probably a lot of number ones in Kaiser within walking distance, so we'll give them that, right? Like, but um, yeah, kind of orient yourself, figure out what's going to be around there. Um, you know, when you do have a lunch break, you want you want to kind of know ahead of time where you're going to end up, mm-hmm. where you end up with like, especially at a big tournament with forty people, and then you know, like six of them want to go to lunch with you, and it's like, oh, where do you, where, where are you, you going to go? Yeah, right. So like exploring that a little bit in advance just some general advice for people that are going to travel tournaments yeah and, kind of... and i think a lot of people ended up door dashing as well which is reasonable yeah that specifically well. door dashing and not uber eats so that's very important if yep. you show up at shiv door dash only 
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, so let's uh, let's maybe talk a little bit about our first rounds. Yeah, let's do. Want to talk about our list? I saw you brought those up here. Uh, I, I mean, I just I just quick? had it just in case. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's go over ours really quick. Sure. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Sure. Sounds um, good. Let me pull that up real quick. Which one did you use? The double tag. Yeah, let's start with the double tag. Um, so this is a list that I had fully intended on playing the same list all tournament. Um, and then Jeff came up with a bunch of rules on how to pick which list you had to use each round and conspired against me. So the first round I ignored Jeff's rule and uh, soundly and used my double tag list because that's the list I wanted to use. Um, so this was the Oyori with APHMG. Uh, oh, sorry, Oyori Lieutenant and then another Oyori. Yeah. So double tags in JSA, which actually worked a lot better than I expected it to. Um, I had a, then I had a Diokai with Red Fury, uh, Shinobu. So, so far we've, we've, we, that's nine wounds. Yeah. Right. So far nine wounds with, with, uh, those three, um, or those four, right. And then, well, that's uh, 10 wounds uh, with Shinobu actually. Oh yeah. And then Musashi. Yep. Who is, yeah, is pretty tough. Um, and then the, uh, Evo hacking device, a flash pulse bot and a Kaisutsu Ford Observer. So, yeah, this actually worked a lot better than I thought. So it only has eight models, um, but it has two Takaware orders and a Lieutenant order that I can use on the Diokai. Yep. And then two of the missions we were playing had um, the key ops, so I could make the another model into uh, another Takaware model. Right, so you give it to the Diokai, I guess, or Shinobu. So I gave it the Diokai, but in one of the rounds, t- Tim was running my army. It'll be a story when we get there at round four. Yep. Uh, and he put it on Musashi. Oh, which was, yeah, say, he, he would. <laughs> right, he totally would. <laughs> oh, man. But So there's actually quite a bit of firepower here. Yep. Two APHMGs on tags. Like, I don't know what else you could ask for in JSA at the very least. Like, that's the most firepower you're going to get. Plus the Diokai. Yep. Like the Diokai is the weaker firepower unit. Um, and did you, did you ever so, end up using the uh, the Evo hacker to protect the tags with hacking whatever fairy dust? I didn't. Um, the the games that I was using the double tag list, I didn't face face people that have that were had enough hackers for me gotcha. to be. So it'd make it, it worthwhile. Yeah, I thought about it. It was definitely on my mind. Um, and then I wanted to use that list for biotech more because of the extra order issue. Sure, from, bring it up to a grand total of nine orders. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Eight, nine, just nine regular plus nine a bunch regular. of regular. Exactly. Um, but unfortunately, I was not able to play this list for biotech four. But, but you, you played on uh, my table for capture and protect, right? Yeah. So I used this list uh, against Stella, mm-hmm. uh, whose ITS is knack for capture and protect. Um, this was a lot of fun. So they were actually from Seattle. They recently moved there. I can't remember where from, maybe Utah. Um, and I'm totally brain farting what army they were playing. Um, oh, uh, they're playing um, combined army. Combined. Yeah, so Jeff confirms Utah. Yep. So I over-infiltrated Shinobu just on their objective for capture and protect. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem... I mean, like like you do. Yeah, it didn't seem overly guarded so it seemed like a pretty good spot for it. Um, and the game 
basically uh, the the left hand side ended up being dominated by Shiskin, mm-hmm. and the right hand side ended up getting dominated by Shinobu. So they had a Guilo that was close to the objective. Shinobu showed up, massacred the Guilo, picked up the objective, and then walked down the right hand side of the screen uh, to hide in those corridors in the lower right hand corner. Mm. And then, and then they had to play catch up, right? Because it scored every round now. Yeah. So, you, oh, you did that first. Did you, so, I assume you went first. Um, actually, I went second. I see. But and by then, they Sella moved. wasn't able to grab it on the first turn. Yeah, they were not able to grab it on the first turn. Mm-hmm. Well, because I had, I had a lot of speed bump on the the right hand side to go through. I had the Daiokai and Musashi. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So she's getting moved up the the left hand side. Killed the Daiokai, mm. which was a bummer. Sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, I was able to get Musashi into close combat, and um, uh, I, I didn't win the, the face-to-face. You know, burst two. Right? I was feeling pretty confident about that. Yep. She's kind of still very good in close combat. Yep. Um, they rolled a crit, and I did not roll a crit. That will do it. So... Burst, burst two without a crit, not going to do many favors. Yeah, and then she soon powers up, of course, which is also oh, yeah. terrible. Um, and they were able to eventually get the the box on turn three, but by then I'd held it for three turns. Um, gotcha. It was pretty clear in my favor. The double tags were really good and annoying for just dropping uh, koalas everywhere. Mm. That spend that spend in order to put the koala within eight inches of you. I really like. Yeah, it's really good. I, it's, it's you know you have to think about it very differently than we did before. Oh, poor like, Clint uh, and his Moira lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. We'll get to that. It's for day two. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, like I said, Jeff Jeff would have had me playing my other list, but that's not the one I want to do. I want to play double tags all tournament. Yep. So. How about you? How did your first game go? Uh, so I played Shane, aka Locke, right? So, you know, obviously we've met before because we've, we've both been to several travel tournaments uh, at the same time. Uh, I've never had the pleasure of playing him until Shit Show. Uh, he's, a, he's a lovely guy, lovely opponent. Um, on my, on the, the bane of my existence, this ice table, um, I'm informed that you, you fixed it by adding that big building that Jeff doesn't like to put on there. Um, yeah. But honestly, it was fine. I, I don't think the table was the issue. It's just my boneheadedness when I was playing. Oh, my goodness. It's Obi. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Proper, Come on in. blocking. All right. Uh, what, are you, what are you drinking, Obi? I am also drinking an Aloha Mr. Hand. Mm. Very exciting. But yeah, sure. we're just, we, just, uh, we just covered our first game uh, regarding uh, Capture and Protect, so I'm going over mine now. Uh, it's uh, My Nomads versus Shane's, Shane's uh, Steel Phalanx. Uh, so those of you who missed last episode, I'll go over my list real quick. I did shuffle the combat group since last episode and some additional testing, but Grenzer Lieutenant, uh, Zoe Boarding Shotgun, Moderator Paramedic, Ida with the dual SMGs, um, Grenzer Multi-Sniper with Marksmanship, very important. Uh, Hollow Man Combi, just the plain old Combi version. Brigada Missile, Triple Hellcat, uh, so Spitfire, Boarding Shotgun, ADHL, right? So those are my options. And then in group two is Adam's favorite Spectre, the one with EM Mines and Deployable Repeater. Boo! It's the best, the best. <laughs> so I, if I go first, I start with five orders. 
What? Right? Because the well, Hellcat so and the Spectre are off table. Yeah. Uh, and then presumably you dock me two orders to bring me to five. If you don't, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, um, you absolutely should. Yeah. I don't know. So, John command tokens? Eh? Right. Uh, I actually went second all five games. Did you really? Yep. Which was the correct thing for this list. Sure. I mean, three Hellcats is... Yeah, uh, you can't kill the Hellcats. They're invincible. <laughs> They're not there. Especially in a you know, battleground that I'm sure came in handy. Uh, it didn't, actually. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a huge mess. Okay, I'll get to right. that later. Um, but so Shane Shane was like, oh, like I, I feel comfortable playing my, my quote-unquote good list against you. Uh, so that's a, the um, Arm oh, 6 Jesus. Achilles, right? Uh, Atalanta Total Reaction, Agima Multi Sniper, uh, a the- uh, Double Therios, which is the the new Infiltrator guy. Uh, just I guess I guess it's Gal because it's uh, the the model you have is, is a lady, but it's just SMG Decharges Mines. Uh, they don't have this is not the mine laying version. Um, Drakios with the combi, uh, sure. Myrmidon Officer with boarding shotgun, Penny, and then Rando Evobot. That's a that's a beefcake list. Yes, it was. Um, so let me show you where everything ended up. So uh, just this. before somebody writes in, we know that the- Theorist is actually just for deployment level, eight, you know, eight inches, not a uh, not full infiltration. Thank, thank you. <laughs> no angry letters to John. Okay, <laughs> I, I I appreciate that. Uh, You're right, noob. Yeah, right. So it was actually really rough. Um, but why why, why want to open, open the thing? There we go. All right, success. So, uh, basically, what ended up happening was, um, Atalanta showed up in in this little pocket right here, and yep. then the Agima was right there, and I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> it was basically Horrible. What, it, Horrible. What, what, what was the Agima armed with again? Uh, multi sniper. Oh geez. Yeah. So, honestly, it wasn't so much that. Like so, the issue was that uh, Achilles was watching this ladder here, right? So my game plan was to drop the Hellcat boarding shotgun, climb up the ladder, and then template both Agima and Atalanta, which I felt was pretty good because they're both single wound, right? And then like two damage fourteen templates would have been pretty good. The issue was I wasn't certain that I could get up the ladder in one order, right? And if I didn't get up in one order, Achilles was looking at me. Which is Gross. not good. <laughs> so I hedged my batch. I dropped in behind Atalanta. She made her dodge to go prone. Um, and then I basically could not win a face-to-face the rest of the game. Um, I, like, shot Achilles out of line of fire outside of eight, whiffed a bunch. Like, I didn't even land a hit. Um, the The only time I actually had a face-to-face that, like, was looked reasonable was... Uh, Shane had advanced his Therios all the way up to set up for a run on my beacon, uh, and I failed a drop-in with the Hellcat Spitfire, so I landed where I could kill said Therios, and it crit me, and I died. So, like, that was it, right? I couldn't do anything after that. Um, key highlight of the game, though, was definitely Penny taking out, uh, sorry, Zoe taking out Penny, which is not a oh. thing you expect me to say. Yeah, um, wait, what? Yeah, right? Uh, so that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Uh, at range? Uh, no. No, not at range. Uh, what? Up close and personal. Yeah. Was Rainer in close combat or shot her with Not the... in close combat. She was fighting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not, close... not that person. That would have been crazy. <laughs> um, no, no, but I managed to take her out. Uh, mostly because the hollow man put a, put a wound on her. Um, 
but yeah, it uh, it was it was a thing. It happened. Were you able to, to drop in your Hellcats behind the snipers and? Yeah, I tried. Didn't work. <laughs> uh, I I literally tried to kill an Evo with a boarding shotgun, and that didn't work. I mean, like it has no guns. <laughs> it doesn't do, doesn't do anything good. It just it just survived. And then the uh, basically the game was like I dropped in a bunch of Hellcats, and then the uh, the remnant officer rolled her eyes a lot and was like, I have to deal with all this nonsense now. I'm gonna go kill this Hellcat. <laughs> I'm, all right, I guess I move here. Arrows. All right, I guess I'll shoot you. All right, that was that was sort of what was going on in in Shane's deployment zone. Just the Mermaid officer like cleaning up the mess, and then Achilles, you know, do, and and the Therios doing all the work. So that was that was a pretty pretty poor showing on my part, but uh, it was a, it was a fun game. Shane's Shane's a great guy to play, so I had a good time. Well done. Yeah. What about you, Ovi? So which list did you uh, run for the first round? Uh, I ran uh, You Got Shit on My Show for my first. All right. Uh, and uh, I was playing against, uh, I believe his name's Dylan. He was the one who ended up taking first, so I don't feel quite as bad at just how he just kind of walked all over everything I tried to do. <laughs> um, Couldn't have done it without you. Part, part of a big part, is the thing that was difficult was he had uh, uh, Lemue and... Mm-hmm. He also had a Gorgos and a Drawl. And so Rude. with Capture and Protect, I was like, okay, well, this Drawl is going to be a problem. Um, and I, I took out a couple things uh, on his turn, or on my turn, uh, was able to get some nice just kind of long-range shots with uh, like my, uh, mostly with my little Kauris, uh doing their thing. So let's walk down that list really quick, right? So you've yeah. got... So Rasail with uh, Viral Combi, that's your lieutenant. Uh, Sukiol Missile Launcher, Keltar Chain of Command with double Simeomain, of course. Uh, another another Chain of Command model with Takiol with Spitfire. Uh, MBH with Submachine Gun. Ida, the single SMG version. And a Gao with Boarding Shotgun. Uh, no Mirror Ball, which is a bit sad. Uh, you have a Beast Hunter, Mind Layer, so the nine-point version. Group two is the ubiquitous diplomat. So good, good on you for getting that. The, the worst diplomat, though, because it's not a specialist. Sure. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but she's a really good journalist. She is a great journalist. And she has plus three to that. Very important. Yeah. Uh, double cavalry sniper rifles, a Chaxa missile launcher, and a coattail. So the coattail um, and the Chaxa long arm, in all the games that I use this list, I deployed them close together as four Chaxa long arms with missile launchers. Um, <laughs> You know, I made it clear to my opponent that, you know, obviously this is too much SWC, so there's something fishy going on. But right, right. it did, I think, at least make them be like, okay, well, which one do I shoot at? And, you know, you kind of have to wait until they move with. That's hilarious. Uh, or you're just spending a lot of orders, which was kind of what I was really hoping is just to get people to spend orders shooting at stuff. Or yeah, makes sense. ignoring it and then potentially getting a missile. Um, Surprise. I mean, double carry snipers is really a, a, a boon. I mean, double double missiles is is also good. Yeah, because yeah. you actually have yeah. a, a very yeah. I mean, good I, missile I, platform. I thought, you know, I thought that you know, I was like, oh, Gorgos, that should be good. I got some missile launchers, um, but uh, it turned out that I could not cause a wound to it. I think I caused one wound to it with the two missile shots that I hit it with. Oh goodness! Um, and that includes to the little Choxa guy as well. The Choxa mm-hmm. peripheral <laughs> took a missile hit and survived. Um, <laughs> so that's was, impressive. Yeah, I was just like, all right, um, this is the game. Uh, I was like, okay, well, he had his his draw set up um, on a building, and he had some guys overlooking it, but I've 
figured that if I could get up there with the Igao without mm -hmm. being seen and then went prone, I could get into close combat with it mm -hmm. and nobody else would be able to react to me uh, except for the draw. Yeah. And the draw had a symbio uh, bomb, so I needed to deal with that and get rid of it anyways in order to make my run to try and get the... Uh... Yeah, sure. So uh, my also my bounty hunter, I rolled a multi-sniper rifle, which was pretty Ooh. nice. Uh, zoom, but zoom. <laughs> I realized where I had placed it hit uh, Armand could see. Mm. So it was less, getting towards less good. The, yeah, it was getting towards the kind of the end of what I was going to be able to do there. And I was like, okay, well, I might as well spin this this irregular order because if I move eight inches, I'm pretty I could see his uh Kirill preceptor, okay. the two beast. And I was like, that's always annoying. So I was able to get there, shoot the Kirill, killed the Kirill. And got exploded by the moon. So I was like, that's perfect nine points. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, that's, that's, not a, a that's a all. good, like, a good tool. Things are going good. You know, I killed the, the, um, his Kiltar. Um, I tried to kill his delegate, but she ended up flashbossing my Kauri. Um, I've been there. And then I, yep. I spent a couple of orders on the Gao, sneaking him up, snuck him up to, to do that, that whole plan. And I was like, Mentally, I was like, this is where he quits, man. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He, he uh, <laughs> in-gamed me. And just Haven't like, you read the secret? That's how it works. Like, you you, you it. willed it into being. I was like, I really should have just shot with the, the two templates at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't think about it. And so I uh, died instead. Uh, <laughs> but... It was uh, it was still pretty like it was just more ridiculous. I was like, well, I mean, I don't know what I can do when like you just pass every shot and like I had like uh, quite a, like at least two or three shots with the Sukiyo missile launcher mm -hmm. where I just missed completely. It wasn't even that like I you know he beat me on the roll like we just both just straight complete, up you're older yeah, fourteen. Yeah, like, I'm like 13s. I need I need thirteens and it was like fourteen and eighteen. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, all right, got him with a hit. And he's like, out in the open, got him with a hit. And he's like, so dude, you're fine. in the Sukiyo Keltar and Takul as the as a link. Yeah, and then I was gonna run my Rasail up to go and grab the uh, the thing, but instead the uh, Gorgos moved up and shot it to death. And then so his turn two, he was able to just grab it, the Gorg, grab the uh, beacon with the Gorgos. I did finally get to eraser him with my. Uh, so, uh, so you played against Toha in round one? Yeah. So I think that Jeff put Toha against Toha in round one. Yeah. And Ariadna against Ariadna in round probably. one. He did the same thing with uh, O12 as well. Yeah. <laughs> blue on blue violets. Um, but yeah, I was finally able to... Uh, I did get to eraser his... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he swears it was random. It's random. It's random. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's totally uh, random. Um, yeah, it's just like when you put it random, like letter generator in it and it comes out with the alphabet it happens yeah um monkey, yeah, monkey so, is on typewriters make shakespeare that's how it works i i was able to finally kill the gorgos because it got isolated when it grabbed the beacon mm. but i was just barely able to kill that and then he just ran the draw in and was able to yeah. grab the beacon again and yeah it's too too late too little too late pretty much yeah and you know he still had a draw that was able to just yeah. annihilate <laughs> a couple of things that i could put out in arrow mm-hmm but. Jeez, so that was the first game. <laughs> yeah, no, your your list like there's actually only like a couple of clues that it's a random list and not like a a 
an actually intended list. I mean, the FDO Beast Hunter, I think, is a big one. Yeah, yeah the FDO, and I would say that the Delegate. Yeah, the Delegate not being a specialist. Yeah. And I'd say the Coattail, too. You don't want the plus one burst. You want like either the Spitfire or you'd want the... Uh, I think the uh, Ford Observer would be better. Yeah, it's got, yeah especially, you take the Specialist one. It's a, it's a Specialist, and it has EM Grenades, and that mm-hmm. could be a fun treat. Yeah, yeah. But like it's it's a pretty decent it's like a halfway decent list. It's not terrible. I mean, yeah. I thought it was going to do a lot better than it ended up doing, but um, it you know it worked. I mean, Tim has a yeah. point. Like the 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 mine layer FTO isn't bad, right? It's it's a choice. Huh. It's a choice. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's not good in Toha. There's plenty of other things that you could do, like a Liberto, is sure. You know, or. I had, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's It's got things, but for the mission li- lineup, it's like I don't necessarily need that mine. Yeah, there's also a much stronger case for it. I'd say like White Banner where I can link. Yeah, yeah. Also, also just getting rid of Liberto and mine, Beast Hunters would also be fine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Problem solved. I mean, also I had Ada in there too with the sure. Ford deployed mine, which is a viral mine instead of just a regular AP yep. mine. That's uh, pretty rad. But I, you know, you'd much rather want to have that beast hunter in camouflage because mm. otherwise you just is BS eleven Panzerfaust that can't hit a Gorgos. Oh with, with either of its shots. Wah, wah. He's just like shooting my other stuff, ignored the the that guy. I'm like, I'm like all right, I missed both. Show me on the doll where the beast hunter didn't touch you. <laughs> All right, should talk about round two? So round one, so that puts me at, I was, I had a win. You both had losses. You both had losses. All right. Uh, So round two was decap. So the rule of this round was whatever list you played the first round. If you won. If you won, you had to play your other list. Yep. So, um, yeah, I had to use my, my, uh, my non-tag list. Um, All right, so yeah, this is a, a core, or I guess a Harris, Kaitsotsu Missile Launcher, Diokai, Red Fury, Kempe, Tai, Shock Marksman with MSV2, uh, yeah. Oni Wabin Lieutenant, which is perfect for decap, uh, Shinobu, also perfect for decap, uh, you've got Musashi as well, uh, Ryukin KHD, the Pengling Total Reaction, which is actually surprisingly good in decap, I imagine. Who's you, decent? Yeah, a Karakuri Combi Rifle and an Aragata Boating Shotgun, and then, of course, the ubiquitous Work War at 297 points. Yep, Warcore was six cents, not three sixty. I did find some people with three sixty. I played somebody. I know, I was jealous. Yeah, I think Clinton had three sixty. Uh, Trevor had three sixty when I faced him too. Jerks. Yeah, I know. So yeah, the only legal list or the only legal link, I guess, more than a duo between the two lists, hmm. um, is yeah that Kaisotsu Daiokai Kempai or uh, Kempai, which is like all of my Swick in one group. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I did find the burst two missile launcher ARO piece just to leave it out and then let die because it was mm-hmm. gonna die. Yeah. Um that was relevant. It was useful. So this time I played against Shane. Um, which is great because I think it might be the first time I've played against Shane. Like I've hung out with him a lot in person at events. Um and yeah, it was really it was actually really nice to see him. Um yeah, he was in a great mood. It was a lot of fun. So Shane had to bring their other list, so they did not get to play Achilles against me. This was the table. 
um, which I didn't set up, but it is my US Ariana terrain table. Um, actually, I did set up part of this and then other people move stuff. But, right, just a um, So this is my side of the table. On Saints' side of the table, their idea, Phoenix was also probably their best ARO piece. Mm-hmm. Um, would, would, so it stopped me from coming to get the Lieutenant have the, and knowing that I didn't have really much ranged firepower that could go head-to-head with Phoenix, um, put Phoenix up in the open, up on top of that uh, mountain in the back right right there. Yep. So I over-infiltrated Shinobu uh, as close as I possibly could to that lieutenant. Um, as you should. As I should. So uh, I think it was round one. The first thing I did was activate Shinobu, move up, uh, move, move. I was revealed on that first move. And then I had to move dodge to get into close combat um, while I was revealed with three different models AROing against me. Good, good. Yeah, right. And so uh, I, I probably should have moved, you know, in, in retrospect, I should have moved smoked. Mm. Right, because that would put me on a on a higher roll. You'd have 15s uh, instead of 12s. Yeah. But, you know, I went for the gold. Uh, I, I did the dodge. Yeah. I, I passed my dodge on like an 11. So it wasn't a crit, but it basically made... Uh, made close, sure, yeah. Might as well be. Yeah, made sure that Shane had to crit. It might have been a 10 or uh, 10. But um, made sure that Shane basically had to crit on any of their AROs to uh, stop Shinobu. And Shane didn't crit. So Shinobu got into close combat and with the third order of the game, just lopped, uh, lopped him in two. Seems good. It, did she get she, any work done after that, or did she just die in a blaze of glory? <laughs> oh, she was shortly. She was eliminated shortly after. Yeah, I can imagine. But so I didn't have to spend any more actions on her that turn. So I just left her up at the top of the hill. Um, Queen of the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Surveying all around, um, and yeah. So I've managed to keep that that Oniwaban lieutenant is just such a nightmare to dig out. They sure. landed. They landed close with their, um, oh, what's it called? Ectromoy, thank you. Their airborne troop. And unfortunately, so I had my uh, my lieutenant guarded by the pangolin. Um, but dropping in the Ectromoy meant that now they could attack. Yeah, you can see in that corner right there, attack both my lieutenant and the pangolin with a chain rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's but, dangerous. Yep. So after the drop, I managed to pass the dodge with the pangolin to move so get it out of the way. Yep. So you couldn't hit them both with a chain rifle. Sure. Um, and then they went to kill my uh, my HVT on the left. My let me my HVT on the left hand side, guarded by the Aragato. Mm-hmm. The HVT like crit dodge. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just did not. Yeah, it did not go well uh, for Shane after that. So, I I killed. One, I think I might have even killed a second of their lieutenants. I don't remember, um, but I definitely killed the one, and they didn't kill my, uh, they didn't kill mine. So it was all good. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I I really liked this list in decap. That Oniwaba and lieutenant and decap is really gross. Yeah. Because um, like what do you, you know the the units that used to go kill lieutenants usually aren't having to deal with mimetism mimetism negative six. Yeah. And oftentimes they're good in close combat, but not as good as an Onimaban, probably. Yeah, 
and you have to reveal it first like that's yes. a big thing too yeah you know just having to spend that extra order in a backfield to be able to discover right when there's other units around that could be dodging and moving to position to counter you mm-hmm. yeah it worked really well woof what about you Obi? how did your uh how did your decap round go uh so that one i played on the island table uh yes which with i played that against uh jonathan out of utah uh the nicest guy in utah so i've been told but <laughs> i've not found anything to di- make me disagree uh, <laughs> but uh, he was playing uh invincible and uh his list was uh two yanho neither of them the neurocinetics or missile launchers oh, so no. it was the hmg and the hyper rapid magnetic cannon uh, he had a uh, Zanshi, a Zuyong, the uh, the uh, rapid fire um, or the the total reaction pangolin. Mm, the common one. I think he had a Ryushi and maybe a regular baggage bot, and uh, I think that was it for his army. <laughs> so it was like seven or eight models. Wow. Um, <laughs> And then, oh, no, sorry. And then, you know, I didn't find out until he placed his reserve, but his reserve was a Lieutenant Guizia. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. And it was on this table, which there's really only so many spots that that can be set up. Yeah, basically behind this, the the, the dish or, or nowhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I ended up going first. Uh, this was with the, uh, you got uh, Sean my shit list, which was the uh, second list that I had. Okay, so that's Nima Spitfire Lieutenant, Galrail Combi Rifle with ADHL, Exros HMG, uh, Kamel Ford Observer, Eclipsos Mine Layer, Qtan, uh, just the Combi Rifle version, Ida with dual SMGs, uh, Beast Hunter with Ford Deployment, uh, MBH with Submachine Gun, and then Group 2 Cubeager with Boarding Shotgun, Crackout with Red Fury, which is a spicy profile, and another Eclipsos. Yeah, so that one's a little like it's a little weird because I got a lot of things off the table, mm-hmm. and yeah. the crackot is kind of a odd choice. It was kind of interesting to give it a try, um, but main thing ended up happening was I set up uh, the Q10 to go ahead and kill his uh, one of his uh, the designated targets, mm-hmm. and I he could see it with the Guizia and uh, when he placed his reserve. Uh, and I was also seen by the uh, Rishi. So I set up and I killed the Rishi actually with, I think with the Krakot um, from long range. Like I think we were outside of 24 for both of us, okay. uh, but he was out of cover as well. Uh, so I just had, you know, weighted dice on me. Mm. And then uh, I was, Basically, it's like, okay, well, my, HM, my HMG can try and go against this Guija without uh, anybody else responding. Um, I shot it twice. I mm-hmm. hit, or hit it twice, and he failed both of his saves. For sure. Jesus. Um, so you know, he's in cover, so it was just, like, pretty pretty unlucky roll for him. And then I was able to... Or then at that point, I was kind of running low on orders, so I was trying to figure out uh, exactly what to do. I was like, well, this q not long for this world if he doesn't uh, kill this HVT. So I decided to split my burst. I shot one at the Guija just to make it a contested and then uh, killed the uh, that HVT. Uh, but then I was about out of orders there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then on his turn, uh, he you know was able to move some things up. He stripped the two wounds from the Ectros to make it uh, inactive. Um, but then kind of on his last move, he'd moved up, killed one of the... Uh, he ended up killing, I think, both of my designated targets on his turn. And his Guija was about halfway up the board. He moved one of the Yanho up to get into suppressive fire mm-hmm. where my camo token that was my beast hunter could see him. Oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, that camo token can do something if it wants. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll shoot a Panzerfaust at it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. like, he was like, oh no, I thought it was a sniper. <laughs> he was like, and uh, so yeah, that, that killed that. <laughs> oh no. Uh, That's rough. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty, pretty gross. Um, my, my bounty hunter had also rolled mimetism minus six. Yeah. Um, so I was like, that's a good thing to roll. You should yeah. do that yeah. all the time. Not, not a bad one to have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so the Guija was kind of set up. So if that advanced, he'd be able to just flamethrower it. Mm. Um, but I'm, I brought in the, uh, cube Jaeger right next to it. Cause I was like, all right, I'll just, you know, move up and I'll shotgun it. And okay. He unfortunately passed his dodge and just jumped into close combat with me. Oh. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to get into that fight, but yeah, the like, Guija well, is no slouch. Eat. Yeah, but the main thing was I could then move my uh, ABH to be able to get a shot at him, hopefully not get hit by the Yanho that he moved in to take the place of the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I killed the Cube Jaeger, then at least I get a shot off pretty out uh, uh, the Guija out of cover. Sure. With, uh, you know, AP and, you know, his best thing to, that he can do back or worst thing that he can do to me is just hit me with the flamethrower. But then he's taking. Yeah, all the, those, all the fire. Yeah. Those shots. Um, I ended up hitting him twice and myself and the cube Jaeger once. And I passed the save on the cube Jaeger and he went unconscious. So I just had the cube Jaeger coup de grat, And that was the Goyja and the lieutenant kill. Yeah, that, that's that a pretty about, big swing. About all of my orders. I think I killed the Zhu Yang that had moved up to uh, mm. get my my other uh, designated target. But then mm-hmm. he just didn't really have many orders to really go after anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was able to just kind of maneuver some guys. And I had the two hidden Clipsos that were able to just move up and kill the designated target. So gotcha. that one ended up being quite a bit easier just because, you know, he just had these really heavy pieces, but not enough orders to really do much with any of them. Fair enough. Well, uh, my game two was against uh, a lovely guy named Sam from Utah. Uh, he was playing Caledonia. Um, and I played the same Hellcat list. I actually ended up playing the Hellcat list all five games because. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was just, I was having like the best time, uh, even though it's like super swingy and I can talk about that later, but basically, you know, anytime Jeff was like, Hey, play the other list. I, that's my point. I was like, I'm having a blast playing this list. If it's cool with you, I just want to keep going. And they were like, always like, yeah, sure, just do the thing. Um, so Sam was playing this absolute monstrosity of a of a randomly generated Caledonia list. There's no what? there's no Cameronians. Here we go. Scott uh, Scottsguard uh, shock marksman lieutenant. Uh, the Scottsguard camo missile guy. Uh, uh, double Mormer T2 rifle. So like this is the Jeez. this is the X visor T2 rifle AP BS uh, damage 15 nonsense. Uh, so like just like the, the chonkiest duo possible, 
Um, then he had like the Mega Harris of uh, Highlander Gray HMG, another HMG in case that one goes down, right? And then just for extra spice, there was a light shotgun grenade launcher volunteer hanging out too. Uh, he had so, another grenade launcher under camo, uh, one of those like you know random oh, volunteer, volunteer. Yeah, and then of course uh, uh, Galwegian, but the, the the most expensive Galwegian, the boarding shotgun version, which shockingly you know is actually probably pretty good in certain scenarios. Um, group two is a Wolver AP Spitfire, a Wolver T2, like Rando Dozer, and a Warcore 360 visor. So all all of the of the pew pew in Caledonia, basically. Um, Can Wolvers not duo? I they probably do. I I think he probably could have done something there, but he wanted the, uh, the Wolvers on opposite sides of the table, which I don't disagree with. Sure, I think that's that's a very valid thing because like they're they're so maneuverable. They they give you so many options uh, about they're uh, they're a fantastic tool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the the key point here is that uh, when Ida rolled booty, she rolled BIM six. Um, <laughs> you guys, I don't know. Anyway, so this is my side of the table. Uh, basically, it was on your um, brutal the cities brutal tables. Cities. Uh, Sam won the roll-off and selected the first turn, which I think basically happened every game. Uh, I lost the lieutenant roll-off every game. Everybody decided to go first, and I was like, All right, I'll just take the best side and make you deploy first. Uh, so I, I took the side with the most elevation because I have a Grenzer multi-sniper and a mobile brigada missile. I set up uh, cross, uh, uh, you know, cross, crisscrossing lanes of fire, basically um, hiding from all of the guns. I thought I thought the Scotsguard missile launcher was a Cataran. Uh, because before he showed oh. me his order pools, right? I think so. I, I was like, I don't want to mess with that. So I'll just hide everything, can't see them. And I'll just set up a shot on the Mormors if they move up with the missile. And then the Grenzer will watch the Highlander Gray HMG if he moves up. Um, sure. Ida was guarding one of my designated targets. And the other designated target was just sort of like off by itself uh, all the way on the left. Um, yeah. So this game was very one sided. Uh, ended up being 10-0, and then the only thing I lost was the Grenzer, so that was like 260-whatever versus zero. Um, but basically what happened was the the Mormors challenged the Mobile Brigada outside of 24, um, and I rolled better than they did twice, and they just melted. Um, and so with the Mormors gone, uh, that, was, that was basically his entire right flank, or I guess his left flank, my right side, uh, just, you know, just destroyed... Um, on his first turn, no less, right? Like I, this wasn't me doing spending any orders. It was just me shooting missiles and arrow, uh, and then that Highlander uh, Gray HMG Harris that walked up and challenged Ida. Uh, unfortunately, was doing so with an eight, and the Mim six made a difference. She she just viral pistoled everything, killed it. Um, and then when my turn came around, I landed right here with a Hellcat Spitfire behind literally oh, no. everything. And I spent my entire order pool on the Hellcat and and just shot everything in the ass and killed it, uh, and that was that was the game, more or less. So, gross. Yeah, I mean, you know, some sometimes you end up with the ideal scenario, and that that I couldn't I couldn't have planned it better, honestly. Um, but in in actual in actuality, uh, Jeff, I didn't ignore your rule because I lost my first game, so I got to play whatever list I wanted. Ooh, called out. Mm. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. I'd dab, but it would go off screen, so. <laughs> oh, geez. 
So that was the uh, the second game. So the third game, round one, finishing off the very first day. Yep. Um, I played against uh, Steve DeBurke, who's limited lifespan, and I think they're actually in the chat right now. Uh, they're one of our Patreon patrons, so it was really fun to to, to meet them. Um, they also hey, there he is. Uh, he also w- was the winner of the raffle for the the the, the charity raffle with the Shazvasti Army. So congratulations. Hey. Um, and yeah, so got to play against Steve. I forgot to take a picture of the table, but it looks like John has pictures of all the tables. So it's the big trouble little China table. Um, and this was Biotech Four, and I had really wanted to play my double tag list for Biotech Four, but I believe the rule this round was that your opponent blindly picks one of your two lists, and Steve did not pick that list. So I had to take my list with, yeah, there it is. So I was on the far side with that yellow roofed building. Mm, okay. Um, and Steve was on this side. I can't remember who picked sides, but regardless, yeah. Um, st- I think I went first. Steve's list had a, uh, the, the big things I remember out of it were um, a Swiss guard of some sort. Uh, do they have a multi-rifle option? They do. They have a, the hacker multi-rifle. Yeah. Okay, so it's the Swiss hacker multi-rifle. Um, yeah, but I won and chose first turn. Um, and then uh, a three-man orc link. So the Swiss hacker was on the, the left-hand side, that ha- along with a, uh, a Deva and one other model. Um, on the right-hand side was the orc link that had a Fearbach and APHMG, and I think it was the lieutenant that was the boarding shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, I advanced up the table. I didn't have a lot of firepower in that list, so I was trying to think of the usual, like, how do I run somebody down on orders with... Um, with uh, for biotech war, right? Like to just kind of trap them in their, their deployment zone. So uh, on the one side, I picked off the easy orders that I could. On this other side, I actually positioned Musashi up in that noodle shack by the truck where he had kind of two fire lanes to pin down the orc link. Mm. Pin down. Um, right. Just this flashlight. But, beep, 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 beep. It, but in order to in order to advance, uh, he needed to go through the open. So I was whip 18ing this flash pulse. Um, and so the 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 orders spent being used basically to fight against Musashi uh, prevented the entire orc or not. He couldn't get the whole orc link out of the zone. Um, so the first turn, I think they lost uh, two models, including by Pandra uh, to the zone. So mission complete, you know, ran them down on orders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the rest of the game was a big slugfest. But the fun thing was I got a Karakuri and I was super excited when I saw Karakuri. And then I was given the one Karakuri that I couldn't care less about, uh, which is the Karakuri combi. Like there's there's a multi-rifle, would have loved that. Heavy shotgun would have loved that. Mark 12, or you know, Mark 12 absolutely would have loved. Uh given the combi. So I had the Karakuri on the, the right-hand side in that red brick uh, building, kind of come down that back alley and just keep getting closer and closer to the link so that I could put a chain rifle over the, the sure. main numbers. Um, and, like, she's, like, taking wounds on the way in, but they've got three freaking wounds mm-hmm. with total immunity. So, like, 
the the fearbot guy switches to the pistol and is firing at the the character he's moving in. Um, and then I managed to get a bead on the other side, um, uh, coming around the far side of the theater and kind of catch the uh, the link team and and the crossfire between the Diokai, or I think it was the missile launcher actually, um, and the Karakuri. But it was a really a really enjoyable game, a lot of fun, um, and I I really like Karakuri. I I won't take the combi rifle ever, uh, but I definitely will think about taking that multi rifle. Mm-hmm. Yep, and there we go. Yeah, so the the very last thing of the game was the, the the last model that Steve had left was um, the Swiss Guard, and I owed it to myself to get in close combat every game. So I had the Oniwaban Lieutenant run around, get behind the Swiss Guard, who was still in the, the Biotech 4 zone, uh, killed off the, the Swiss Guard, uh, and then died itself <laughs> to the Biotech 4 zone. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 the moral victory that matters there for sure. Yeah, exactly. I I had I didn't have a good close combat photo yet, so I had to do it. Yeah, that's a great one. Right, like it was like self move around behind. I think uh, I think they failed their whip roll to discover. Mm. Um, and you have to slice in half, turns around, what falls over. How right, about you, Obi? Uh, so my round three was ended up uh, being against Shane, and yeah, we had to do. So that. we all played Shane, like back to back to back. I nice. Think, yeah, um, yeah, because you were second round, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, uh, you know, we had to do the random list. I actually he picked the list that I was thinking I would like to use, which was the the first one with the two cavalry and all the missiles and oh, everything. Oh, yeah. Just, just oh. make it a pain to move out. Like you have to kind of kill everything. Um, yeah, you want to go second with that list in Biotech Four. And the list that I chose for Shane was the list that John fought against. Oh no, oh, boy! Ah. But we were playing on the 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 tree table, the the downed plane table, with mm. saturation and low vis. Yeah, oh, and I was like, this is perfect for Kauri. They can just yeah, like hide back here. They can shoot the things. And I set one up looking at one of his Thyros uh, when he deployed it. And uh, he just kind of ran most of his stuff up just kind of towards the middle. Uh, I, I think I hit the, the Thyros and it passed its armor saves. Um, and the things are beefy. Yeah, they're really good. Surprisingly, yeah. I was like, well, I mean, you're out in the open. It's a damage 15. You should have died. But okay. yep. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, that that stayed alive, so I wasn't too, you know, worried about it. Um, and he, you know, mostly spent his orders moving up. The one thing I was able to do, he set his uh, HVT kind of in the middle uh, of the table, kind of next to those, I think there's a little set of boxes right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I was able to infiltrate my Agao prone behind those boxes. Because I was like, well, everything's oh, no. going to come this way. This is a nice little spot for him to be. Mm. And uh, so he ended up getting Achilles up there. And I was like, okay, this guy might be able to take out Achilles. Um, but Achilles came running through. And I was like, yeah, you'll see the Beast Hunter if you you know, if you know move further. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. He ran, ran Achilles. And he shoots at the Beast Hunter. And we measure it out. It's over 24. 
Mm-hmm. And I have rheumatism, and I'm in the trees. Mm-hmm. So it's a negative twelve. Oh no! And <laughs> so I, I just ended up, you know, winning that. Or I, like I rolled an eight for the Panzerfaust and just killed Achilles with the Peace Hunter. <laughs> oh no! That's <laughs> so rough. I think I think he might have. I think one of the he he took a wound fighting one of. Uh, I think that was the Choxa missile launcher and the Kauri, and he just spent everything on the, the Choxa coming in. Mm-hmm. So he killed the Choxa, but the Kauri was able to put a wound on him, and then he just killed that Kauri. Um, oh, man. But yeah, and then I caused two more wounds with the Beast Hunter, and uh, he gotten uh, most of everything out, uh, but and either that or he made the save. I think he lost uh, one of the other uh, Therioses, mm-hmm. um, but everybody else was pretty much fine. Dracios just took the wound. Um, but then Atlanta had to move up towards, and she moved up behind Achilles. And so there was an Agao just waiting for her. And so I popped that up and just went and killed her, uh, took a hit from Drakios and just passed the save. And then, uh, and then I spent kind of my stuff just trying to get things out. And I think I lost the, uh, the bike, and then uh, I think the the what is it? The delegate, and then most everybody else either lost a wound, but kept you know had symbian armor or passed their save. Um, and then yeah, just kind of the rest of the game, he popped up that uh, that Ajima mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. shoot at some guys, but then I was able to take it out with uh, uh, my my Rasail at mm-hmm. some point. We just had to move it up to get it out of the zone. And then I had the resale kind of already in a nice spot. Um, and that one I ended up, I actually had the, uh, the, uh, the bikers survived, I think two rounds in the biotech four zone. And I had, uh, the Kazovac, uh, uh, classified. Oh yeah. So I was able to pick it up with my Sukiyo missile launcher and dragged it up to the top of that, uh, airplane. Oh, nice. It was like out of you know out of the way of everything basically because he he had his it came down to him just having uh, the Myrmidon officer and Penny back there and uh, yeah it was is really I think the funniest thing was at some point uh, Nina came by and was like you know he's like I kept beating Shane on the die rolls she's like all right I'm rolling your dice from now on <laughs> so she's like I'm like all right I uh, I need to shoot two dice at this Ashima can you roll that for me. <laughs> I need I need twelves. She rolled a twelve and grid him off the table. Oh, <laughs> He's like, oh no, roll my dice. She rolled a fifth, like yeah, with this miss and like it was pretty rough. Oh, that's rough. But uh it was it was also just made it very funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's perfect. Um, he was also uh I think considerably deeper into the beers that might do it, so I think that helps. Yeah. Yeah, right. So like meanwhile, like while everyone's playing. It's also everyone's drinking. Yeah. Like there was a there was a full bar of just whiskey. You could have anything you wanted as long as it was whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, there are beers too. Yeah, and then uh, and then and then beers much to uh, to Bertie's disapproval. It's some gin and vodka too. I don't know what he felt about this. I assume if if he was disappointed with the beer, he'd be furious about those. Clearly, but so. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. Let's get to your. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I played against uh, Mark, aka the Immortal One. Uh, he was playing QK, which is actually pretty cool. 
So he had a fun list, which was, again, I played my Hellcat list, right? So he's got a Brigada yeah. Lieutenant with multi-rifle, uh, Scarface, the good one with the AP Spitfire plus one burst. He's got a, a pair of Gulam Ford Observer heavy machine gun. He's got a Jambazan heavy machine gun, a Janissary, right? So slightly different. <laughs> Actually go. very different, but they sound the same. AP Rifle, uh, Ruhani, Kaplan Spitfire, and in Group 2, Flash Pulse, uh, Baggage Bot, like Whistle Hacker, and uh, Work War with Six Sounds. I mean that's a list. It's it's random, right? Yep. Like single Janissary. Right, honey is pretty rad. I mean, Tim, Tim is saying that the uh, the rocket one with plus one burst is good. Don't disagree. Uh, but uh, AP Spitfire is 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 very very good. <laughs> I don't think this, yeah. there's any uh, any contention there. So um, basically, what happened in this game is you can sort of see the deployment. There's a war car up here at the end of this road, and my mobile Brigada missile is here. That is easily uh, over over the war corps flash pulse good range bands. Uh, yeah. Scarface is over here on the top right. Uh, first order of the game, war car walks into the open in front of my mobile Brigada missile. I'm on 16s. Uh, it crits the mobile Brigada and stuns it. <laughs> <laughs> So there goes my entire right flank. Uh, Don't do that, John. Hmm? Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just need to, I just need to also crit. That's really what it, yeah, that's what it boils down to. Hey, did um, you try making those saves? Did you roll both of them? Uh, I, I rolled three of them because it was a crit. Three of them? Yeah, because it was a crit. Yep. Uh, Scarface then proceeds to murder everything. Um, okay. The important part is I was worried about getting my lieutenant out, so I put the Grenzer right here instead of swapping the Grenzer and the moderator. And my opponent does not know Nomads very well uh, and was like, I see a model. I have an extra order. I'll just shoot at it. I was like, no, 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 no. You should run away because, you know, you're, you're pretty you close get... to, uh, to 16 inches there. And just, uh, just, re just a reminder that uh, my biotech force one also hurts you. He's like, I think I can get away. <laughs> so he just, like, <laughs> he just like rolls up, shoots my grenade, and I'm like, shit. So I spent the first turn of biotech four and loss. Um, shockingly, everything survived. Um, I didn't lose a single model to the say, zone. John, we say all the time that turn one is the best turn to be in loss of lieutenant. Yeah, not in biotech four. Um, <laughs> and then, so my big brain play was to use the specter that I had near Scarface to drop an e-mauler and then shoot it with a brigada. First time I tried that, he makes the dodge. I whiff on the missile. Second time I tried that, spending command tokens, mind you. Uh, so yeah. I, I literally don't have any way of getting the Hellcats into the into the game because I don't have command tokens to do anything with them, right? Um, so the second time I try it, uh, he he fails the dodge, gets hit by the mine, and I I all I roll a sixteen again on the uh, on the uh, missile like inside twenty four. So I it's just sad. And then he passes both BTS saves. So I'm just like, all right, well, that's game. And so the rest of the game is just him like casually grabbing objectives as I frantically try to get out of the zone and die. Um, <laughs> yep. So that's the thing. And like, so we were talking about this on the car, on the car ride on the way home. And, and I was, I was, uh, I was carpooling with Eric and Steve and they were like, wait, he had no idea that it was the Grenzer. <laughs> I was like, no, he said after the game, he didn't know. Um, and so, like, a bunch of his stuff died, right? Like, the Kaplan died, the Aguasil. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, right? So, like, he spent all of his orders running across the board, and they were like, that doesn't make any sense, but it worked out. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, right? Like, this is... What do this, we know? Yeah, this is sort of the thing where, where uh, Clint and Tim always always get into it. Um, 
uh, you know, like uh, the, the correct answer is the one that works. <laughs> so, yeah. So limited lifespan saying is uh, he played the same guy round five and probably Yolo's Ghulam hacker hacker to total control Squall a second order and proceeds to kill me with his own tag. Right. So, I mean, like that that's the thing, right? Sometimes you just gotta you gotta just make the play that seems unintuitive and very high risk. But if it works, right? Sometimes the Hail Mary works. Sometimes the Hail Mary works. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, so to day one, where were you sitting, John? Uh, I was two losses, one win. Okay, how about you, Obi? Uh, one loss, two wins. Okay. So I was at three wins, and this is when Jeff tells me that I'm in first place, but also that I have a challenge against uh, against Tim round four. <clears throat> oh yeah right so the shit show uh the challenges aren't round one they're round four yeah, just to absolutely destroy the rankings after uh after the first you know first three rounds um so yeah day one was a lot of fun um i think i mean the entire event was a lot of fun um so we get back to uh we get back to 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 day two Come back rested and prepared and, and hydrated. And uh, it, I'm playing against Tim, except Tim gets to pick, my, uh, play my army, and I get to play Tim's army, is what Jeff has decided that Tim and I had to do. Um, because, uh, because we love each other. It was also the first time I got to play against Tim in person, or actually ever. So that was a lot of fun. And so Tim and I both picked the list that, that we would want to use in this mission and let the other person use it. So I picked my double tag list because I wanted to play double tags all weekend mm-hmm. and, and probably foolishly handed that over to Tim. <laughs> because I feel like if there's anybody who is like, yes, I, this list is something I would run. It was actually funny because I remember like leading up to this tournament talking about my lists. Tim was like, oh, I totally run that double tag list. Well, here you go, Tim. You get to now run it against me. Um, what was the mission this day? It was, um, this was decap round two. Okay, yeah. The other throat. decap. Yeah. Uh, cutthroat. Cut so in cutthroat, you get to do the key ops. I took Tim's list. So Tim's list, the, the, the main parts of it that I remember, basically it's two, three man Harris's, each of which ends up with a sniper rifle of some sort. Yep. Um, and then a, uh, ISS. Yeah. It's ISS. Um, so this this then, is like the show match, right? ISS versus Yujing, uh, versus JSA. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. No, there's still Yujing. Okay, you take that back. You apologize. <laughs> yeah, right. There's still the Japanese sectorial army. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so I've got the the Suzan with the bounty hunter duo. The uh, yeah, and then we were playing on a, a very Yujing table. Yeah. Um, it was perfect. Oh, so I had those two snipers, and then I also had the um, oh, what's the name? The, the kunai with multi marksmen, uh, it felt, shock, shock marksmen, shock marksmen. It felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a good list. I saw it, yeah. So Tim like gleefully accepts my double tag list, and uh, the, the big thing that they did that I remember was they they used uh, Musashi as the key ops, so. During the uh, this mission has 16 inch deployment zones, which really made the sniper rifles not good. Right, I didn't have a, a, a really good way to totally outrange the tags 
So turn one, first thing he does is he gets rid of the sniper rifles with the APHMGs. Yep. Because that's the tool for that job. I did manage to like flash pulse one of the tags with the war core, which is funny. But he had another one. Mm-hmm. So whatever. <laughs> right? JSA doesn't have redundancy. Just take two tags. It's fine. Now you have redundancy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he proceeds to send in Musashi. And it's like, okay, well, like step one for, for Tim is basically to delete the tool that I need to go after the lieutenant, which is that one of those uh, Yoyori, right? Yep. So that means getting rid of the battle cat. So it sends in Musashi, and Musashi immediately annihilates the battle cat after uh, taking out the snipers. I didn't have Four any wounds in one order. Yeah, double crits him. Oh, no, sorry. This is a single crit and a hit, so I was only rolling seven saves. Only I failed seven. four. Only seven. I failed four of them. And then I believe Musashi goes over and double crits the uh, bounty hunter next to it. Yeah, you called me over for that. <laughs> what was that? You guys called me over for that. You're like, oh, yeah, watch yeah. this. Tim wanted, to watch you. Tim wanted to watch you watch me fail eight rolls. Yep. Um, <laughs> thanks, Tim. Uh, <laughs> but so after that run, sends in Shinobu to go finish off the, uh, the the fire team that had the lieutenant in it. So by the end of the game, we did the math, um, and he had killed seven models in close combat. I mean, Tim <clears throat> does love, love Kung Fu. Right. The pro- Probably one of the most amusing kills was uh, at the very end of the game, at this point when Tim is just like dunking on me. Yeah. Um, he uh, stealth moves an Oyori behind the back of Sforza. Yep. Moves into close combat. Tim rolls a two. Yep. And then he's like, he's like, you got this. You got this, Adam. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. it. It's very achievable. Yep. I wind up and roll a one. <laughs> and so the Oyori just clobbers Sforza and finishes <laughs> the game. Oh, man. Brutal. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was definitely a a, a movie written from by the perspective of the JSA. Yeah, oh, absolutely. JSA is definitely a protagonist faction. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, against the evil ISS, like it's perfect. Yep. Uh, the, the 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 map was perfect. The the matchup was perfect. The opponent was perfect. And as far as I'm concerned, at this point, my army is still undefeated. Yeah, true. JSA still won. The right faction still won. So, yeah, how about you? Uh, which 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 did mean that I lost? Uh, so I was three and one at that point. Yep. How about you, Obi? Uh, so my game, uh, I actually ended up playing against Mark, uh, the Immortal One, mm-hmm. uh, and was playing on the uh, the Pork Chop Express table. So we kind of already have an idea of that table a little bit. Uh, it's got which all these the Pork probabilities. Chop Express? Uh, that was the the table that uh, well, that I played uh, Biotech Four on. The Big Trouble Little China. Ah. Uh, so he had the table. I took sides, and he deployed up on all the roofs. Uh, but he deployed everybody standing, and it was not his, his the the Scarface list. It was had an iguana in it. He had a Jamazan sniper, uh, which he made his key ops. He had a Jamazan with oh, a rifle as his uh, lieutenant. Um, but he left everybody standing, so I kind of asked him about it. I was like, are, you know, are you sure you want to leave everybody up? And he's like, yeah, you know, let's, let's go. And I was like, all right. So <laughs> he just 
I shot the first thing with a missile. Um, I then set up, uh, I just did a coordinated against his, uh, his key ops with the two cavalry and the, uh, the, the missile launcher and the Chaksa and yep, the, yep. uh, coattail mm-hmm. and a coattail spearhead. So I get a little extra burst yep. and he shot at one of the coattails, uh, hollow echoes. Mm-hmm. And so just, a bunch of unopposed shots. I think the only thing that actually hit him, though, was the coattail, but it was enough to kill him. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of throughout the game, I just was, you know, taking out stuff as it was up. The funniest thing that happened, though, was I had my my key ops was the uh, the Takiel officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I sent it up after his uh, uh, his tag and I caused two wounds on the tag. And then he smoked, you know, when, it, or no, I shot the tag with the missile launcher that ex- caused it to explode into the smoke. Right. So I was like, okay, well, I can't take care of that, that HMG right now, but I could go and try and kill his, he had a Gulam HMG up on a roof. And I was like, okay, I can get within 16 and I can, you know, shoot this guy. And like, I sh- spent, I think like three or four orders shooting him with the Spitfire. And like, he just either passed all the saves or just like, you know, neither of us hit (laughs) pretty ridiculous um so then on my turn i just left my my key ops prone and you know along with the missile launcher and the uh the kiltar and then he just decided to start spec firing grenades and i was like all right well i'm I'm dodging on an 11 like that's not too bad yeah it's pretty reasonable uh, i think he spent a good number of orders on that but then i was like i don't want him to just be doing shooting the <laughs> grenades onto me until I fear I pass or fail. So I decided to stand up with one of the dodges. And uh, so then he sent the iguana pilot or operator uh, operator to, after it. And so we were shooting at each other. Uh, and I think it took him three orders before he got killed. Uh, so he, his own, his guy just couldn't pass the saves or he couldn't beat the, the rolls that I was yep. getting. Um, and so, and then I think he, he moved the Gulam HMG shot and I think I lost him at that point. Uh, and then, and then so I was like, okay, I'll go prone again. And then he spent the rest of his orders trying to grenade me, but didn't quite work out. Um, rough. but yeah. And then I think I'd, I'd set up, uh, the coattail. I, I had it jump up the building on my next turn and. I ran over and was able to get a beat on his lieutenant and killed the lieutenant. Um, and then so that was lieutenant kill. And, you know, I was already killed more things with the key ops. So it was mm-hmm. kind of just came down to points and I'd already killed a ton of points too. So it was just kind of a uphill struggle from there for him. But, so that one ended up as a, as a pretty uh, strong victory. Well, well done. Thanks. All right. Uh, my my opponent was Trevor, aka Twiggy. Um, so it's kind of a funny story. He challenged because uh, you know Jeff opened challenges on Facebook uh, many weeks before the tournament, so he could get things organized. Uh, so Trevor challenged Tony and aka Zukov too. Uh, and I was like, oh, because I when when the challenges went up, Tony and I had just finished a tournament, um, and and basically. Uh, he, you know, I was like, oh, Tony, Tony and I wanted to play, so I'll let, like, like make Tony decide who lo- he who he loves more, 
And Tony's like, you guys should play each other. And I was like, oh, okay. So I've, <laughs> I've, I've never met Trevor. Uh, actually, he turned out to be an amazing guy. Uh, but yeah, so his list was monstrous. So Grunt Lieutenant uh, with a rifle, I think another Grunt, so he's got a little bit of a shell game going, but not in, in Cutthroat, of course. Um, sure. But then he's got he's got uh, The Link, you know, yeah, in right. all caps, right? So Unknown Ranger, AP Spitfire, Marauder, AP Spitfire, Marauder, Sniper Rifle, plus one burst, Minuteman, a- uh, NCO with AP Heavy Machine Gun, Jesus. Marauder Boarding Shotgun with AP Mines, another Minuteman in case something happens with uh, the light, you know, the double light flamethrowers, Maverick, AP Spitfire, Rando Dozer, Group 2 is a Foxshot Sniper, Airborne Ranger with assault pistol and then a Warcore 360 visor. So he told me after the game that he wished he played his other list, which had double Devil Dog, which was the correct choice. So, so when you when you see uh, when you see the table, you'll see why, right? So this is like the dense table. Devil Dog table. Yeah, this is the densest table of the tournament for sure. Um, so yeah. you know, we just castled our lieutenants on roofs and like hope for the best. Um, yeah, so essentially this was a, a repeat of my last decap game. Um, he couldn't get past the mobile regatta brute missile launcher. It like punked the the Minuteman sniper and deleted it. Um, funnily enough, the uh, Warcore actually flash pulsed the Grenzer on the first order. Uh, so that was just like I was like <laughs> getting big biotech four vibes. I was like, oh man, that's pretty that's pretty rough. Um, but yeah, so. It, uh, the the Brigada stalled it, stalled him out. Of course, Trevor's an excellent player. He rolled the uh, the um, the Maverick AP Spitfire up, took out the Brigada, um, but you know he ran out of orders eventually, and uh, the Hellcats started raining, and that was that was game. So, one of the really fun things about this mission though was uh, I actually got to use long seal jump a bunch on the Hellcat Spitfire, just like jumping from roof to roof. To get, oh, a, funny. to get a beat on the uh, Onan Ranger at the end of the game, uh, so that was that was pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, that was that was. Uh, I saw that link and I was like, oh god, how that I, is I, a tough ass link. What do I do? He uh, so I chose um, the Hollow Man as my key ops, and like all I did with it was shoot shoot uh, the the Airborne Ranger that tried to kill the Grenzer. Um, sure. So that that got me my one kill with that, and I managed to finish off the AP HMG. Ohio, which was his key ops, uh, in the back with the with the with the boarding shotgun Hellcat outside of eight. Um, so, but I mean, if you're in the open, I'm still on twelves, and I I uh, crit and hit him, and that was enough to take him down. So, yeah, that was a that was a crazy game. Uh, we finished and double double dogs on that li- on that table. Which is oh, I would have been tabled a hundred percent, no question. Just the super jumping from roof to roof. Yeah, I I cannot shotgun. handle that. No way. Gross. Yeah. So he he like later he was he he was done with deployment, and then he looked at the table. He said, "Right." And he's like, "Oh shit, I should have taken my other list." But all his models were on the table already, right? So he's like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll just I'll just roll with it." So kudos to him for being a good sport. Um, I mean, yeah. that's that's the right attitude at the event. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Right. Uh, I was just like, I'm just gonna keep playing this list all day because uh, it either works or it doesn't. It's feast or famine. Very much a, a polarizing list. And, and so it worked that round, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really what it boils down to, right? Like, if it works, it works. It's amazing. Um, but sometimes it just, like, totally shits the bed, right? Like, if you if you don't use your Hellcats wisely or they just can't get to where they need to be or they don't make the rolls they need, like in my first game versus Shane, it just goes to hell. Um, and the fact that you have three Hellcats means that if you're ever in loss, that's incredibly painful. 
because you, yeah. you you have so much pressure on those command tokens, and especially in biotech four where you have to get out, right? It's just I, I ended up being like, well, I better pass some BTS saves, uh, and my dice delivered, but it wasn't enough, uh, being in loss. So, yeah. sure. Gross. All right, so uh, round five, the the final round. This was uh, battle battleground. Battlegrounds, battle lines, battle something, battleground. battleground. Yeah, which is the other the other front line. Yeah. Uh, so, because uh, because Jeff did challenges in round four, it totally messed with the pairings round five. So round five, I was actually matched against Tim again. Uh, so I was given the option of some other players that I could play against, and I have never played against Clint. So I wanted to take the opportunity to play against Clint as well. Um, I let Clint pick the table, and they wanted to play on the uh, the Pork Chop Express table, so I said sure thing. Um, I won the. I remember winning the dice roll, and I just picked the opposite side of the table so I could experience it from the other player side. Mm-hmm. Um, also, though, it puts Clint in the position of basically giving me second turn, right? Because either they're deploying first, going second. Yep. Which is fine by me right especially with uh, with shinobu um or they have to take first turn so that uh or they have to take yeah take first turn to deny me that but this mission you really want to go second in because it's zone control so i ended up still going second tim or uh, clint went first um and yeah so they had bakunin the big things I remember were a, a Morlock linked with a Taskmaster, a totally wow. a zero, huh? Wow, that's pretty awesome that he got that. Yeah, right. Um, totally a zero hacker mm-hmm. on the rooftop of that theater, which was definitely not a zero hacker. Um, and then a Moira link with HMG uh, custodier, and then whatever the lieutenant profile is. I think it was a custodier. No, it's Moira. Moira with multi rifle. Yeah, Moira with multi-rival. Um, and so, yeah, on uh, on Clint's first turn, he moved up the Moira link up the stairs on the side of the theater, which is great because I didn't quite know where to put Shinobu. I didn't know what was the bigger threat, either the zero on the rooftop or something coming down that alley. So I put her on the awning on that theater because it's big enough to put models. Mm. So I could easily go one direction to the other because she has climbing plus. Sure. Um, and then so coming right up the stairs actually got really, really close to uh, exactly where Shinobu was. Um, the tag on my left there got wrecked by the Moira HMG. Uh, sadly, I failed like two armor saves on one roll. Oh, rough. Yep. So that went down pretty quick, but I was able to move my uh, my Lieutenant Oyori over to that side and give them fits. And that's when I did the big brain move that I didn't realize was a big brain move until afterwards when we talked about it. But my Oyori was still full on structure and um, I wanted them to stop firing that multi-rifle at me, right? So uh, Tim, without without me knowing that was his lieutenant, stands up as lieutenant Clint, to shoot. Oh, geez, I keep doing that because I'm used to saying like Tim and Clint for yeah, the show. Right. Clint, um, Set up the Moira to shoot at me with the AP rounds, and 
uh, I wanted Clint to stop doing that. So I just threw out a um, koala, a crazy koala. Yeah. But that was their lieutenant. And so now they couldn't, uh, yeah, Clinton couldn't activate the lieutenant again because they didn't want the lieutenant to die to the koala. Um, and then they were spending orders on like the Morlock to try to get over and shoot the koala. And I think I passed an armor save. It was, it was a mess. It basically took most of their turn then to deal with the koala. So, yep. Sorry, Clint, that the, the big brain koala move. Um, so then I had uh, Shinobu up on the balcony, really close to two models, and I wanted to burst to CC something. I wanted to split burst. I'd never done it before. It seemed like a stupid idea. Um, so I did it. And that's also where Clint was then sweating bullets because one of those two is the lieutenant, mm -hmm. which I didn't know. So I split my burst. I crit one of them and kill it. And then I didn't crit the other one. And Clint crit me with the shot close combat weapon, killing Shinobu. Boo. But all in all, it was a lot of fun game, uh, a really fun game. I got to kill a Prowler with Musashi, which was kind of fun. Um, they, uh, yeah, Clint moved up their Prowler. That's a good to, time. Yeah, to, uh, you know, to, to, to shoot at my stuff, which was fine. And then, but they've totally forgotten that I had Musashi, like, on the other side of these little styes. So moved Musashi up, stuck around, dodged four inches into close combat, and chopped in half. So it was a really, really fun game with Clint. Um, I want to play against them more often. Mm -hmm. How, How about you? you? How was your final? Uh, so mine was against uh, Steve King Butt, um, and he was playing Mo, and just had like a. It felt like he had a lot of beef. <laughs> like, was he playing his teak belong list or his uh no it was the uh the the holy sepulcher i actually have knight. that list one moment uh so with hmg uh he had a his uh teutonic knight with a spitfire uh in a duo with a order sergeant so that to keep it from being impetuous um and he made the uh the uh teutonic knight the key ops and uh, he had a Knight Hospitaller, uh, a the Order Sergeant or Escort Sergeant with the uh, rocket launcher and Oxbot. And uh, he ended up, I, I took deployment and then he decided to go second. And I was like, this would be fantastic if this was a list that had any orders. <laughs> like, <laughs> If I had any, if I had set up this list as like an actual list, like this would have been nice. But um, so basically, he was able to do what I wanted to do, which was to at the end of the game reveal all uh, the Trinitarians. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, I was like, okay, Trinitarian, those are the cheapest specialists in the game. Yeah, it's cheapest TO specialist. I think if you move that guy there, and then it was the shotgun one, which is like four points more for some reason than, than the SMG. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> like I was, yep. it was those four points. If it had been one of the SMG oh, ones, right. I would have, I oh, would have beat painful. it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at that point it didn't matter because like, there were so many things that like, I had good opportunities, like good plays and I made them. And just like the dice were so un uncooperative. No, no. Like, uh, I uh, I ran up the the Q tan to kill the order sergeant and like was able to get you know in cover before anybody could shoot at me, 
And I think it took me two orders to kill the <laughs> order sergeant, oh, like gosh. at close range. Um, and then uh, I he dropped in his uh, he was able to drop in a crusader brother brethren uh, behind my backfield to see Nima. Um, so face to face, like Nima sees him, but she's out of cover, and he we're within eight. So I'm like, okay, well she's my key ops. I can dodge. I'm you know dodging on 17s. That's going to be better than my two dice on 13s. Uh, I think he rolled like a four and a eleven or something. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I just need a high roll. I rolled a three. So oh, I, no. Yeah, I failed, and I failed both saves. Oh. <laughs> like, I was able to fail guts and like move away, and then like he just kept running up with the shotgun and like I tried, kept trying to dodge, and failing all the dodges and yeah. So she got annihilated. Uh, I was able to glue the brethren, so I was like, okay, at least he's he's stuck. Um, uh, and then I, after I'd killed him on his next turn, he runs a Trinitarian up to go kill my uh, HMG Ectros. Mm-hmm. And I'm dodging around trying to hit him. I think I'd hit the Crusader Brethren before it killed Nima with a, a Paul Zar and he was just passing the save. Mm-hmm. And then the Trinitarian I hit, like, I think I hit with the Paul Zar and he just soaked the save. Yep. Uh, and uh, then on my turn, I was like, okay, He's out of orders now. Like he he moved up. Or no, I think the the first interaction the the Ectros was still alive. I'd lost the two wounds, but I was still in uh, symbionts. You know, uh, inactive symbiont. So I was like, okay, I've got some orders with my uh, my uh, uh, Yao Rail. I've got so he's out in the open. And I spend one order because it was my last turn, and I had to move all my Clipsos. So I moved my Clipsos. And shot him in the back outside of eight. I'm like, okay, you know, this is just free dice, basically. Out of sure, he's in. I need eights. I hit him once, and he passes it on a thirteen. Passes the armor save. He has one armor. I'm like, no, why do these have armor? This is bullshit. They're TO camouflage infiltrators. Doesn't everyone? They're not supposed to have armor. Yeah. Um. So then the Gaurel, you know, armor of faith. I'm yeah, like, right. okay, well, I need to shoot this guy. So I move the gal rail, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to dodge because, you know, I don't want to, you know. And I was like, okay, uh, so I need 15s. I hit him once. Um, <laughs> and, like, he completely whipped the the dodge, and I just only hit him once. Like, only one die under a 15. <laughs> um, and then he made that armor save. And then I shoot him again. Same thing. He rolled like a two. I was like, okay, I just need, you know need to roll better than that. Rolled a one. I got one one roll that hit that was better, and that was the only one, but it was better than his. Yeah. And he passed on a thirteen again. I was like, oh. like that's <laughs> like son of a bitch. This is yeah, super frustrating. Um, and then like I I moved up. Uh, I was able to kill his. Oh yeah. So uh, the other thing on my turn two, I moved my uh, beast hunter up to see his. Uh, is Keops mm. and you know he's out of he can't get cover because he's impetuous and I surprise shot him and he crits me and I die <laughs> so it's like come on so it was it was very similar to my first game where I just like all right these dice just are like no you don't get to do anything sure like, why are you pl- trying to play this game that's not how it goes you just lose <laughs> <laughs> so how was yours John well, uh, I think this was actually the 
the the best game that I had all tournament. Um, I was really? playing Brady. Yeah, I mean, like all the other games were really fun, but this was like the one that felt the tightest to me. Okay. Um, because the two the two decap rounds were kind of blowouts because, um, you know, like if you get missile crit or like you know hit with a missile that just beats you and you don't crit or something, uh, it's really really hard to recover, especially when that like that's the piece you need, right? Like losing two Mormers in in your active turn and losing a, a Marauder Sniper in your active turn is really hard to recover from. Um, but this game, like I was on the ropes the whole the whole game. I was playing Brady. Uh, he was playing Tunguska versus my Vanilla Nomads, and he just like kept up the pressure the whole game. Um, but uh, my Spectre did all of the things that they needed to do. So, long story short, uh, let's take a look at let's take a look at his list, right? So uh, he actually had a full core of security: double hacker, repeater, boarding shotgun, paramedic, and then the uh, named character Kovac. Um, it is technically a full core. Yeah. It's a it's a full core. It doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't have a big gun, but it is a full core. Break rifle with an an X visor, okay? Yeah, Forward. pretty reasonable. Yeah. Uh, he's got a Kriza HMG and a Hollow Man Spitfire Duo. Uh, Spectre Killer That's... Hacker, which is only available in Tunguska. Uh, Missile Bot, and then Group Two is uh, Flashball Spot, Killer Hacker Heckler, Lunacod with the Heavy Flamethrower, and a Puppet Master, uh, just cause. So. It's not terrible. It's very good, actually. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I docked the second group because um, you know I was worried about Lunacod going on a tear. I was correct to do so because it it managed to not kill the Grenzer and only land a um, a koala next to it. So I had to deal with that later, um, but I was able to prevent a huge disaster because uh, I would have completely lost my right flank if I had given him more orders. Um, but then he just like yoloed his specter in. Killed the Brigada after a couple of orders and then killed my lieutenant. So I was in loss again. Um, my first loss turn, I put his, I put him in loss by uh, doing the EM mine repeater trick. Oh, so God. I put the EM mine covering his Kriza, put a repeater next to it, and then I hacked him through the repeater. And one of those is going to oblivion you, right? Or isolate you. Uh, and, yep. and the EM mine went off and took, took out the Kriza. Um, but I mean, he has a full security link, which is five veteran orders. So it really didn't matter. Um, and that was enough to get the, the, the hollow man up to take out Zoe, which was impactful, but not the end of the world. Um, but basically, yeah, the Hellcats were, were just going around problem solving. I had to get rid of the Lunacod on my first turn. So I actually spent a command token to use it on the Hellcat to take out the Lunacod. Uh, but then on turn two, I had like, he had lined up all of the security on the armory building in, in his deployment zone. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, I can get all five of them with a shotgun template. And then, of course, the shotgun fails. The, fails the landing. Um, so then I drop in the Spitfire. And then I, because it is a full core, uh, and I misjudged the distance ever so slightly. We were within 16 inches, like 15.5. Um, and I lost that Hellcat, too. Um, and so I just, like... Did exactly what I needed to do. Uh, I, I, I stood up the Grenzer to fight the uh, security. And that, thankfully, he didn't have a real gun, the security link. So he didn't really want to challenge the Grenzer. He took the long way around behind uh, Fort Schwarzenegger, which is the which is the gray building. Yeah. Um, and so he stacked up all the security in his near zone. No way I'm getting that. Uh, and basically, having stalled out the, the Kriza in Fort Schwarzenegger, 
uh, allowed me to um, to keep him boxed in on 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 his near zone and me to take the middle, and that was what gave me the game. Um, I was ready to to take out the Kreza too, just to, because I wasn't sure. Uh, the Kreza was actually partially in the middle zone by like like two millimeters, right? Um, so obviously like not in the zone, but it was really close, and I couldn't tell, like just eyeballing, because you're obviously not allowed to measure. Um, so I sent Ida in on the last turn. I dropped a mine covering the Kreza and the Heckler behind it. And uh, and then I moved into view and I was like, all right, arrows. He's like, I do nothing. I was like, correct, correct, sir. <laughs> and uh, Ida did not deliver even on burst four with uh, AP. And she only did one wound to the Kreza. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really tight game. Uh, I felt like every order I, I, I made had to succeed or I would lose the game. And, uh, you know, it was just... It was just like pick the exact thing I need to do and execute. If this does not work, the game is over. Uh, and you know, I I guess I just picked the right thing and the dice the dice gave me the win. So I I think I won that like six one or something. But uh, yeah, it was it was an intense game. I really enjoyed it. And of course, Brady is a I've never played him before. I never met him before. Um, but he was an absolute delight to play. Um, a lot of fun, for sure. Well, very cool. So that. That put you so at the end of the tournament, um, all the prizes and all that stuff. I don't think any of us won a trophy because the trophies were for sixth, seventeenth, and second to last. Seventh, seventeenth, seventh. and second to last. Yeah. yeah. Seventh. Okay, something like that. Um, so uh, yeah, I wonder how you could optimize. So I came in third overall. Mm-hmm. I John, got twelfth. In OB. I came in eighth. Eighth. Yeah, surprisingly, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, I mean, my record was three two, two wins, and and you know, with with only three wins, I was like, you know, this with this number of people, like, uh, I was expecting, you know, much more middle of like, you know, like the middle of the pack, but yeah, uh, I think kind of everybody was in a spot where yeah, they just hit, they just people, had a bad matchup, at least one. Yeah, I, I think everybody, like everybody except for maybe Dylan, had lost at least one game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, actually, that's true because Steve Steve was four one at the end and he got second. Yeah, yeah, which and normally then, you don't have in a tournament, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Tim Usually, came in fourth. Yeah, like I think at uh, was it Salt Lake last year? I ended up in second, but that was with four, you know, with five wins. Like so, even if I had a lost one, I would have been probably like for you know quite a bit further back. Uh, sure, so sure. I think the the random pairings and all that nonsense just makes things very strange. So, so Tim asks how you would optimize for this kind of an event, and I think the no, 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 no. He's 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 asking about how how I would optimize a three hell catalyst. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't really optimize for this tournament. I I ended up practicing a bunch, uh, mostly because I mean that's what I enjoy out of the game, right? Like I I I want to see improvement. I want to like basically like go for a personal best. Right. I mean, I, I used to run in high school, right. As a, a competitive runner. So like, I just, you're just, you're just fighting yourself. Like how can you prove over your last game? Yeah. John, is this where I point out that you're only like two EL or two ELO points away from being on the top 10 in the U S uh, I mean, I guess that's a failure, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. I'm you're just, saying you're, yeah, you're, you're doing put, bad and you need to do better. Only two. I'm just pushing you that much a little bit further. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, I mean, Tim brings up an excellent point. Like the, the, the right thing to do is choose a faction that is more likely to produce a good random list. Uh, anything that, um, 
has crazy link options, Morats, Drews, stuff like Toha. that. Toha. Toha, yeah. I mean, it, I think the thing is, it's actually better to t- choose a sectoral. I in agree. A lot of ways because, Especially I mean, with even Biotech with, with Toha, you get weird, uh, no, like, mercenaries that you would normally would not take, like, that specific profile of that mercenary. Mm-hmm. Like, Aida is cool, but I think there's much better things in Toha for sure. the, that point range. Um, and like, you know, it's, it, and I feel like with like, when I was playing uh, uh, Steve, it's like, okay, you, you kind of have like a very limited list, but you don't have chafe like that, which can be bad because, sure. you know, but it's like, everything is beefy <laughs> to a large yeah, area. Yeah. I think the, we like what the two weakest things were his, uh, his Raven eye and the, uh, the order sergeant. Yeah. The random order sergeant. Yeah. But the order sergeant helped him keep his Teutonic Knight not, you know, in a duo, so he's not frenzied. Yeah, I uh, when I faced him, he he duoed it with the bulletier, but I mean, same thing, yeah, same, same thing, know, right? Exactly. Kind of anything it can bullet, you know. Uh, so yeah. I think it's, it keeps you like a little bit more fortified. I feel like yeah. by not having all of like every mercenary profile in your list, you get something sure. that you're a little more used to playing. Yeah, like if if you're trying to optimize to have a, a really solid list, definitely. I mean, like a great example was the US Ariana list that I faced, full five man of Death Star horribleness, right? Um, so I, I I think I think that that's one thing you can do. The reason I picked Vanilla Nomads is because I, I like if you give me any Vanilla Nomads list, I feel comfortable. And I was like, I don't want to think about this at the time. You know, when we were deciding what to do for the shit show, I was like. Uh, Little nomads. I don't want to think about this. I just want to play something. Sure. Um, but yeah, like if I was if I was gonna do it again, and I was like, you know, gonna be get all sweaty, which is not the which is not the point of the tournament, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would have probably played something like Drews, where everything can link with everything. Um, so I'll, I'll I mean, probably. I, would, yeah. I went in with no expectation to perform and did much better than I expected. Yeah, I mean, I I want I went in with the expectation that like I wanted to learn something and find a kernel of a list that I wanted to take out and play somewhere else, which is why part of the reason why I chose to play that three Hellcat list over and over again is because yeah. you know I I wanted to to um to to learn something and get practice with it, and I think I did. Um, yeah, I'm looking to see how you make that list better because. I'm I'm also not looking forward to, to uh, you making that list better. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of really quick changing the table state. Yes. So I mean, basically, what the list does, right? So it gives you the opportunity to go where you need to go in one order with high probability because the Hellcats are coming on on fifteens. So I was planning on playing uh, Akon for the next tournament and playing three Akali just because I'm really enjoying this triple ad troop archetype it gives you a lot of flexibility a lot of ability to respond to dynamic changing situations um and a lot of force projection in very efficient you know order expenditure uh, but a collier fizz 11 which is significantly worse yeah. um and so i'm probably going to go with yu jang for tiger soldiers because they're fizz 13 so that helps a bit and then lu jang are fizz 14 for the for the landing oh, wow. um yeah, right. So, so it's it's comparable. It's not as good as nomads, right? Nomads, nomad Hellcats are the the kings of the. Uh, sure, they're on, they're on fifteens, but I mean, yeah. like fourteen with explode on a heavy infantry is it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I mean, a very it's a very different tool. It's a different tool. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I think basically, I mean, the other thing is that both of the, my lists had specters, right? So I was actually four orders off the table every game. Um, and so what that asks, like what that means is the orders that are on the table have to be incredibly consistent and have to get the job done and be resilient, right? So really, I think the list itself, I mean, let me actually just pull it up. So while we're, while we're talking about it, um, you know, we have, we have a reasonable, uh, thing to look at. Okay. So, I mean, if you look at the rest of the list, like the Grenzer Lieutenant is not what I would take. Zoe is fine. Moderator paramedic is going to get a cut. Ida is definitely a good choice, actually. She got a huge amount of work done for me all of my games because that viral mine saved my ass a few times. Um, sure. And also, you know, she's she's no slouch dealing with stuff on her own. And if you get a good bio, a booty roll, you're doing great. Hollow Man gets cut for something else, maybe a different Hollow Man, but not this one. Brigada Missile Launcher can probably stay, actually, because um, that is the most durable missile launcher that Nomads can field, really. I mean, you can make an argument about the... Um, the Riot Girl missile, but she's going to go frenzy and you're going to lose the cover bonus. So that's eh. the Hollow Man's fairly close, I'd say, because it's, yeah. got the play. it's, it's survivability is a little better because of the extra uh, unconscious state. Sure. So like, you have somebody to bring it back up that makes it a little, little more interesting. Yes. So, I mean, but I, I don't want the combi rifle on. I want something else, like something that's a little more, like will deliver damage more consistently. I think yeah, that no, I meant, yeah. the, com the, the Hollow Man missile launcher to the mobile brigada. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's. I think it's also probably a little cheaper, maybe. Uh, and yeah, you, you, it, it can't dodge though. So if it gets into a bad spot where it needs to dodge, it's a lot worse. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Or if it like gets into close combat, the mobile brigada can actually still fight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. So I I think the specter the specter did so much work this this tournament. Uh, I'll probably keep that. Um. Whether it's it's that a great toolkit too. Yeah. Whether it's that particular profile or not is up to. I mean, that's I think probably going to be uh, depending on the mission mission lineup. I think the Hellcat split is the correct one. There's an argument for swapping out either the paramedic or the hacker for the adhesive launcher profile, maybe even the deployable repeater, depending on what your the rest of your list looks like. But Spitfire and Boarding Shotgun are definite in, right? If you go to, if you drop down to two Hellcats, those are the two I take. Um, and then I think you know what what really sold it for me is you want. Uh, High high reliability units like the Grenzer with marksmanship, um, and then also you want things that protect your order pool because your order pool sucks. Um, yes. So to answer Sweatshop Boy's uh, uh, question about the deployable repeater, that actually uh, got me the win on the last game because I EM mined uh, and then uh, deployable repeater and then uh, hacked through the repeater. I did it in the wrong order. My opponent should have dodged when I placed the repeater, but you know. Uh, I think they 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 were nervous and didn't want to grant the the random template because right? they could still fail to dodge. Um, anyway, yep. so that that it was very relevant. Um, if you're doing this in practice and you were thinking more clearly, the correct thing to do is repeat it, then mine, and then hack. Right, but I was under a lot of pressure and made a mistake. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so I've actually been looking the at the puppet bots. Like that. <laughs> What's that? Not gonna make it a top ten like that. Yeah, I know. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Just just garbage tier over here. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, like, so I've been looking so. at the puppet bots in vanilla because they offer um, the ability to be very aggressive uh, with no risk to your order pool. They're also a pain for the opponent to take out in the active turn or yeah. like you know, in their active turn. Like yeah. they're still pretty strong. Yep. Um, the really, I think the funniest one. I've never really got it to work, but. 
is the little uh, bunny bot because it's got uh, flash pulse and plus one burst or a uh, forward observer and plus one burst. And forward observer is, uh, you know, so you're, you can BS, you can forward observe with burst three, which so weird. is kind of <laughs> hilarious. That is pretty funny. But yeah. So, I mean, I think that's sort of, I, I've been toying with it. Uh, Jazz makes the cut for obvious reasons if I'm, if I'm playing a constructed list. Um, but I, I'm really liking this. So I've been toying with some, some Yujing lists that are pretty rude. And once you swap into Yujing, the fact that you get, you know, Guangxi uh, access just completely makes it very, very rude. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's definitely some stuff that's sort of like floating around in my head right now. I'll eventually return to Nomads for the consistency of landing Hellcats. I, uh, there, there is a, like in Acom, there is a, um, an argument for taking Scylla, right? Because Scylla can be an Evo hacker and you still get access Ooh. to Trinity. Um, so you'll be coming in on 14s, which is which is almost as good as a Hellcat. Um, but yeah. There's a question of as to, you know, like what else is in the list and what the what the mission composition asks you for. I mean, a Hellcat can come in on 18s with an Evo. Yeah. Well, I should send you my list, Tim. Uh, I don't I don't want to spoil it before the tournament on stream, but uh, we, we should <laughs> talk some more. Uh, yeah, I've I've got two list archetypes in mind that I'm pretty excited about uh, for the next tournament. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, the April April first Pano tournament. I'm going to probably play Acon or NCA. I haven't really decided yet. Yeah. Um, so someone else in chat asked if the uh, lack of reliable links was a problem. No. I mean, I, I was playing, I was playing vanilla, so. Yeah, right. Like you were going to have it anyways. Yeah. I so I didn't have a link. I didn't have at least a three-man link in, in one of my lists, and I had only a three-man link in the other list. Mm. Um, I mean, when you and I play sectorals anyways, even before the N4 change, we were like gravitating towards three-man links anyways. Sure. Like, yeah. give us the, the the link bonus is the biggest bang mm -hmm. for the buck. Um, the burst bonus. Sorry, the burst bonus. But also in this format, most other people don't have reliable links. I mean, Except I face two full five like, cores. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, sometimes they get something like that nonsense, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I I don't care for big links anyways. So it, to me, it wasn't much of a deterrent. Then he played Doha. I mean, I thought it would have helped me, but it really didn't. I only got one viable link in each uh, thing. Like, only even able to make one like three things that could link in each list. Oh, funny. So I, I think really Morats would actually be a lot stronger than Toha as far as linkability because you have a lot more things that can link. Sure. And they all count as Morats. So like whatever you can link. We'll I mean, even if you're just getting that plus three yeah. to discover, that can be really helpful. Sure. Uh, which Toha never get because, uh, you know, Toha like don't trust each other. That's not part of their thing is that like they're all in like a triad and like all work yeah, together. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I so, mean, uh, I mean, this is sort of getting into link teams in general. Um, links are fine. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're really like wanting those link bonuses, Morats are going to do that better. Yeah. Just because like so many things, and they have less, uh, you know, less of that mercenary chafe that like you might get something yeah. weird. But well, you also might just end up with like two Raichos and like nothing else. <laughs> so I'd be happy with that. I mean, honestly, like, let's. I want to. I want to show the, my other list really quick and talk Do about. Um, <laughs> let's see if I can find. It. Here we go. So, 
Well, Cap, we'll check. That'll be my list. Uh, so, so, um, what was the guy's name that won? Um, Dylan. Dylan. Dylan? Yeah. yeah. So Dylan yeah. Was, was playing Toha. Um, that's that's who won the tournament. He went five zero uh, to the next guy, who's uh, Steve, who's at four one. Um, so here's here's my other list, which I didn't take mostly because I I was just having a blast with Triple Hellcat. It was so much fun. Um, but the only real guns in this list are the Prisa with Mark twelve, and the um, uh, the the moderator with uh, multi sniper. There is a uh, Sin Eater heavy machine gun, but you can't use that in the active turn really, unless you're doing coordinated order. Um, so I don't really consider it uh, a quote unquote real gun. Everything else is combi or SMG effectively. Um, and what this list does is it forces you to absolutely understand and execute on fundamentals properly, right? So you need to know how to get stuff into position over multiple turns, how to leverage your combi rifle. So that means getting into uh, getting things out of cover to, to deny both the BS penalty and also the armor bonus. Um, and, you know, you also have to, like, plan multiple turns in advance. So... Uh, random lists force force mastery of fundamentals in a way that I think a constructor list doesn't, because you can just sort of rely on on link team bonuses to maybe get you through a tough spot. Um, like I was, I I did things like uh, in a game, uh, my practice game versus um, uh, versus Jordan. I was playing this list. And I put the riot girl in the middle because I didn't know where his bear was going to be. And I was like, I want to, I want to be able to respond to the bear regardless of what side it ends up on, right? And if I put it on the right and the bear is on my left, then I'd have to like spend a bunch of orders running it across. So you have to make those kinds of decisions uh, when you're deploying this list and operating this list. Because if I overextend on either side, I have the same problem. And that was actually what I used to get rid of the bear uh, when I face his list. Um, so, uh, like. I the it, it's 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 definitely the case that if you are a person who relies on links and uh, you you need the weight of dice or the 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 BS mods to get you through problems, um, you know not having them not having the tool you're used to uh, will be a problem for you probably. Um, but if you are comfortable using the tools that you have and that's sort of the way you approach the game, because like some people approach the game like oh I need the tools that will that are really good and if i don't have them i can't win and that sort of like that like that sort of puts you into a losing mindset right because you're like oh my i don't know kamau multi sniper died to a bad crit or something and then you're like well i guess i'll just play out the rest of this game but you know i think most of the people that that play infinity will tell you that like you really got to play it out to the very end in the last order yeah. um and so a list like this which is pretty potato in my mind um, you do some wacky things with it, right? Like, uh, I it, I played a capture and protect, and the, the what you know, like if you're looking looking at this list, what would you send after the beacon, right? Yeah. Uh... The warlock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I... the cheer killer. The cheer killer. Okay. So th those are your guys. I sent the interventor. Oh yeah. What? You, you can go into hollow state or yep. the hollow mass. Exactly. Yeah. So you can sure. go into cyber mass state okay, and yeah. it's BTS 9 versus the war core that was guarding the objective. Right. <laughs> the riot was already dead. So I, I couldn't do that. But um, but yeah, like that's, that's, that is also good. The mobile brigada is also a good choice for the same reason. Um, but I sent the interventor because the thing guarding the objective was a war core 
And if I needed to go through any gaps of things that I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, I can just cybermask. So uh, I still got punked by a Varangian crit heavy pistol, but literally anything in this list would as well. Um, sure. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like I, I think, uh, I think those kinds of things are why you play random lists is because you, uh, it, what a random list does, and we've talked about this before in in you know significantly older episodes of this show. Uh, random lists simulate being in a shitty position at the bottom of two or the top of three, right? Like your list is degraded. You've lost a bunch of stuff. You have like weird ass shit left on the table and not that many orders. Um, but basically a random list says that's the, what it is from the jump, right? Like yeah, you're in yeah. a shitty situation at the beginning. What are you going to do to figure it out? Um, and going back to the discussion of the Hellcat list that I was playing, it's mainly a question of variance, right? Like if things go well for me and I can find a shot like if I can land behind all of your stuff with the Hellcat Spitfire, I will kill you, right? Um, but you know, if I land and you know, I some stuff deviates, or uh, you put me in loss because you just like randomly decided to attack the one model you could see, right? Um, you know, I can't recover from that because yeah. I have to get shit out of the biotech war zone, and I can't also do that and have Hellcats available to do work. So. Um, Basically, what randomless do is remove the tools you're used to, force you to use unfamiliar tools. Maybe they're profiles you, you use all the time, right? Like maybe you, you take Jaguar sure. Panzerfaust all the time for ARO duty. What if you have to use it in the active turn, right? So it's not a tool that you don't take. It's a tool you have to use and master in a different way. Um, and then also, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a list that generally doesn't have redundancy. And so when you have a list that doesn't have redundancy, you have to build redundancy with your actions. Um, and you have to say like, okay, well, if this doesn't go well, what happens? And the answer may just be, I lose the game, right? So when I was arrowing Scarface with my Grenzer Lieutenant, if I do not make this roll, I lose the game. And that's what happened, right? Um, but in other cases, you're like, well, if the riot girl dies, I still have an intervention on the center line and there's a clear fire lane for me to advance through regarded by just a war core, right? And so I was like, okay, I can afford to lose the riot girl. I prefer not to, but... This is this is the game, right? So I I I, I like randomless as a um, as a as a teaching tool, as a self improvement tool, as a simulation for being in a bad situation from the beginning. Um, I had intended to to build to play randomless for a couple of maybe even tournaments coming up. Um, I decided mm -hmm. against it because what I was really enjoying from this list was the archetype. And I think the, you know, I forget who said at the beginning in chat, but that was like, you know, you take, you take the random list that you're given, you play a game with it, you find the kernel of it that you like, in this case, triple Hellcat, right? Sure, and you, sure. you apply it to a new list that you can actually construct to take advantage of that and shore up some of the weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, out of the list that I played, like, A, I'd, I'd never really given the Oyori a chance. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like, yeah, this is not a great tag, right? It just has an AP HMG instead of a multi-HMG. It's only armor seven. Yep. But I got to see it do work because I was forced to use it. Mm -hmm. I was forced to use two of them. Um, also, having both Shinobu and Musashi in the same list was really gross. Two models with martial arts level five is a, is a hell of a blender, right? Like, that's you're really going to leverage that... Um, I got to, I had to play Musashi in every game because he was in every list. So 
I really got to figure out, you know, better ways to leverage that 6-4 move. He's really damn fast. Uh, the whip 18 flash pulsing. And then, yeah, if he gets in, you know close enough, move six inches, dodge four inches in the combat and ruin someone's day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, really is a, is a way to force yourself to explore those tools. I, yeah, I we've loved the, the random format ever since we found it. Yeah. Um, so last question out of the chat is, uh, sorry, they really like the format, but how would you make it better? Um, more games. Yeah, make right. the mission random every round. <laughs> you just roll a die. <laughs> That's a good I don't question. I have strong feedback there because the, the random list did the work. The missions were selected. They weren't overly dependent on specific models in the lists. With the exception I mean, of specialists. Specialists yeah, in general, I really. Say. I mean, you um, didn't have a lot of, like, really any button pushing that you had to do, which was pretty sure, big. Sure, That's fair. But that can be adjusted. You could say, like, every list is going to have at least three specialists. You sure. check that little box. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the randomizer accounts for it, so you could do it. Uh, the big thing that, that uh, Jeff did that I really liked is that um, uh, Jeff generated the list for you. Yeah. So there was really no like yeah you you can't you can't cheat and be like I'll just click generate one more time and I'll take the next list right like yeah yeah it is it is what you get um so when we've done this in the past what we've done like, I guess it really depends on what you're what you're looking for if you're looking for a good time where everybody's gonna be drinking heavily and you want to like just see some silly shenanigans happen like don't change the format it's exactly perfect the way it is no notes right? <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, what I suggested, which is like use it as a tool to uh, generate ideation, get you out of your comfort zone, try something new, right? Like that sort of thing. You could uh, take take it. I forget who said it earlier, right? It was like um, I think it was Clint, right? Two hundred points of random, hundred points of of constructed, um, or I like that idea a lot. Yeah, that's a really fun one. Uh, another thing you could try, which we've done in the past, is um, you may uh, generate your random list. Obviously, combat groups are always, you know, completely up to you. Um, but the last the, one additional thing you could do is you're allowed to change two profiles. Yeah. Right. And so that fixes things like 297 points, and you have a war core that could become a second Morlock, for example. Yeah. Uh, and that would be, in my opinion, stronger and at least more comfortable for me. And so that that lets you rely on tools that you. Um, you feel comfortable with and have mastered so you can actually uh open yourself up to have the the uh the mental resources and you know like i guess stave off decision fatigue is what i'm trying to say right like you know how to operate these like five or six units the other you know seven or eight um or maybe completely new to you and so the fact you have a core allows you to at least you know have a shell of a game and then like build up beyond that try something that you're sure not necessarily uh, ready for, but that's that's the point of it, right? So really, really the uh, like here's 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 the big blanket statement: um, random lists are going to force you out of your comfort zone. You can choose on some sort of continuum how much out of your comfort zone do you want to be, right? If you really don't want to be out of your comfort zone, join a 150 point list, add 150 points of stuff you actually want, 
right? You can slide that bar however you want. You can edit, you know, one or two profiles, you know, any anywhere in between. So it really is up to you. Um, but really, the the big takeaway is try it because it forces you to do stuff you may not like. Um, and if you really honestly give it a try, you may be surprised at the results. Yeah. The other thing I liked about just the as far as uh, tournament side was the uh, prizes were done in a random order. Yes, that was, uh, so really that was that kind of cool. I think was yeah. nice because then it was it didn't really matter where you placed. I think first place still got a tournament box, but that was about which, the only which thing Jeff that was just do. dropped on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and then last place also I think got a uh, you a know got a new full army. Full army, so. yeah. I think they got a whole Yujing army, yeah. Uh, but you know, other than that, it was you know the prize table was was random, um, you know, and it made it also made the ceremony like really like intense too because we were like, who got first? Like I think yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. he was like, you know, he went up, he got second. And we're like, oh, maybe it's maybe it's Tim. And then Tim goes up, he's fourth. We're like, oh, is, is it Adam? Adam's like, you know, Adam goes up the third. We're like, Wait, who got first? Did it, did he already go? We missed it. So yeah, I think that, uh, that was that was really level fun. of like speculation and and like you know, oh, who's where? Where's everybody at? <laughs> Yeah, so it's I honestly honestly it's pretty rad. Like uh so what what what's uh Pete does at, at Mindtaker is he um he announces the first the the first place and then he has a bunch of raffle tickets with everybody's name on it. So then he just like randomly pulls. But I really like what Jeff did, which is just like take the Excel spreadsheet, randomize the uh the the column oh, and yeah. Know, see what happens. So, yeah, I mean I I think we should seal that for RCR. Because it was it was really cool. I, I think so. It makes it more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Again, less pressure on first. And then every and then everybody's engaged, right? And we should absolutely, uh, you know, enforce that uh, first is last, in terms of you know when they're announced. No oh, right. Yeah, just like fudge fudge the randomness a little bit. <laughs> Easy enough to do. Yep. Um. Well, cool guys. I think uh, I think I think we did it. Well, you've wasted another perfectly good evening listening to Late Night War Games. All right. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so on our Discord. You can find that at latenightwargames.com. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do it at mailbag at latenightwargames.com. So I'm expecting an email from you, Ross, talking to you, uh, talking about JSA, so we can talk about that some more. Um, if you like what we do you want to support us, you can do so by subscribing to our Twitch channel, uh, to our YouTube channel, and you can also become a late night war gamer on Patreon and support us directly uh, with American doll hairs, um, and that helps us, you know, buy equipment, uh, pay for hosting costs, and bring us the best content we possibly can. Um, we're here every first and third Tuesday of the month uh, to keep us sane at 8:30 p.m. Pacific on Tuesdays. Obi here has got a, uh, a sculpting show on Mondays at the same time. Frank occasionally streams. We've got the indomitable Tim and Clint on uh, Sundays with Tabletop Throwdown, where they do live commentary on games and do a lot of heckling. Uh, and then Clint tells us, uh, tells everybody what rules they got wrong uh, and yep. why everybody is, is wrong. <laughs> but we love him for it. That's why he's there. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you can listen to us in the car if you'd like. Don't watch us in the car. So keep your eyes on the road. But we're on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Um, so you can listen, listen to uh, all of that. We upload everything the next day uh, after 24 hours. Um, but yeah, so thank you to all of our existing late night war gamers on Patreon who support us, uh, and all of our Twitch subscribers, and of course to our sponsors: Gpod Nine, Mythic Games, Corvus Belly, Board, and Brew and Brutal Cities. Obi, anything you want to plug? 
Uh, yeah, just say on the uh, the live stream, the sculpting live stream, if you ever have any questions, that's a good place to pop in and I can either address it then or, uh, you know, set up a session at some other point. And then Nehemiah Hobby is my YouTube channel where I generally post up any of the videos that I have. Uh, so if you're ever like, oh, how do you do this? You can look through there. Yep. And it's a lot easier to skip through the, <laughs> the two hour sessions of Twitch. Yep, for sure. Uh, so definitely want to thank uh, Jeff for putting on a great tournament and also um, everybody who came from out of town. It was lovely meeting you all, right? So it was great meeting everybody there hanging out. Uh, and I really, I, a, lot of, a lot of people there actually watched the show and had really nice things to say. So uh, thank you to, to all of you for supporting us with your time. That's like the most valuable currency that we all have is our time. So thank you yeah. for spending on us and we hope yeah. to continue doing this uh, long into the future. Yep, huge thanks to everyone that was there uh, at Shiv Games and, of course, to Jeff for matching the raffle uh, funds that were raised so that we could get five grand for RCGO. That was huge. Mm -hmm. um, everyone else, be sure to catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere that you get your podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on uh, iTunes and follow us on Twitch and YouTube. All of this helps us bring you the best content that we possibly can. All right. Woo! Stay safe out there. Good night. See you next time. He has it written down. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> Bye. He doesn't memorize it. Uh, 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 Won't you play games with me? And I like to do everyone. That's what I like to do. That's what I like to do. That's what I really like to do. That's what I really like to do.